grown men who care way more than they should. Glenn Clark. Glenn, no way. I'm sorry, Aaron. Did Alicia Fox call you the man beast? AJ Francis. And of course, everyone boos Roman Reigns, even though he puts on the best match of the night. Aaron Oster. Guys, look, there was that one time. You know, <laughs> oh, geez, Aaron. You're the worst. You are the worst. This is jobbing out. What's up? Welcome in to episode number 16, Jobbing Out, which uh, if you had picked in your Jobbing Out or your Royal Rumble Squares competition, you would have won the cash. Unfortunately, none of us did. It's just the way it goes. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun, Brandon Linton from Ramshead Live. Um, we have a great guest joining us later on in the program, guys. I am really excited about it. Perhaps you've heard of him. His name is AJ Francis. AJ Francis is joining the program a Tony little Franks? bit later on. Yeah, Tony Franks. Tony Franks is going to be a part of the show. Or Anthony Francis, as they've been calling him. Um, yeah, our main event is going to be able to make an appearance on the show this week. We are It's, it's touch and go where we're going to be with this. Um, there will be things that we can talk about. There'll be probably more things that we can't talk about. That is just the nature of what we're dealing with. We are happy to have him back. We love him. Uh, hopefully there'll be some stories that he is allowed to share that we'll be able to have some fun with. But uh, AJ Francis will be back on the program this week, and we are excited about that. But uh, we need to get through a lot of other stuff before we get to that because obviously it was a very busy week. Uh, this is the part where Brandon wants to say, I told you so, I told you so. So, Brandon, go ahead. I told you. N- nailed it. Nailed it. Yes. That Drew McIntyre was going to throw Brock Lesnar over the top rope. And I was a little wrong. He kicked him over the top rope. However. Yeah, you're completely wrong. Yeah, completely you n- different know nothing things. about what you're talking He's about. eliminated you get- Brock Lesnar. I called it. I'm so proud of myself because they told us they were going to do this fucking three weeks ago. And I told you they told us and you guys thought I was crazy. No, And that's the part where we're, we're debating because I, I didn't think you were crazy. Yeah, I just didn't. You've you've and you've done this with other things before where you've conflated. I don't like this with no, that's insane. They are clearly not doing that. Um, whereas you know, like I, I saw the same thing you did. I didn't think it was as loud as you did. And clearly, as it turns out, that part you were right about. Um uh, I just didn't think it was a great idea. Now, the first thing I'm going to say is, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say two things here. The first thing is, I'm on an island. I still don't love this. But, but everyone else Everybody does. else clearly does. Now, yeah. is that they love it in the moment because it was not what they expected, and so it's still dope for a little bit because it's not what it, they expected, and we have to revisit this in a month. And I don't, we like Drew. We like Drew. And we're inclined to I like... Think part of it is, this is also like... You know, there's no allusion to the like that Drew McIntyre can go with Brock Lesnar, and I think that's part of this too. Is like you finally have someone that looks physically, um, that looks physically like scary to Brock. 
like someone who looks like they can manhandle Brock that isn't Braun Strowman. And I know, I know, I know, but we've already we've gotten to the point with Braun Strowman where we're like it's we're in Big Show land, you know. Yeah, we're, big we're Show in, where he's king. Like we're in, we're in, we're in. Uh, what what do we want to say? We uh, what what do you say when you're gonna date a girl? But oh, we're in the friend zone with those guys. Like they're great. We're not in love with them. We'll hang out with them, but we're not going much further than that with those with those big guys, right? Like nothing's gonna be nothing that any three of those guys is gonna do is gonna I excite really, us. Very I really much. hate the fact that we're talking about Braun Strowman. I mean, just I. It's I know it's it's a shame. Yeah, no, that's and, where and we when we, By the way, when we say we, we mean Vince. Vince is not put for whatever reason. Vince is not putting the title on him for a prolonged. But run. I think the overall temperature for him now is like, okay, he's going to come out and run a couple well, guys. Because over. because we've gotten to this point, we want it. We were desperate for it for the past two years, and we right. just realized at this point that. We're but now they won because I don't something. want it anymore. Like he he won. Like he won. He whatever they didn't feel with him, they've transferred over to me now. I guess now I, would, I don't. Feel I would that say way. at the moment I would probably be that way. I would well, say the moment. they can get it back. But but I, I, but part of that is also why we'll get to what I have against this. But it's fine. Like that that's I I understand what you're saying. I think with Drew, it's it's new. They haven't completely killed him in this part of his career they've kind of kept him like meddling in the middle where he wasn't losing every match he wasn't winning every match he was sort of involved in like main storylines and things like that i think i you can go back in episodes of the show i never bought him as a main event heel but this as a face is different um i think it works a little bit better i think that people want to cheer for this guy which is part of why the heel thing wasn't working that well because it was just kind of going back to what his original character was before they dumped him in the three three MB, um, with just this brooding heel kind of guy. I mean, he'd better moves. Which, and by he was the better. way, was it, I was gonna say that's not a bad gimmick. Being the chosen one when you look like that, when right. you sound like that, is not a bad gimmick. Was something wasn't clicking about it though. Like, like it, it was. It's fine. It's not terrible. Uh, it's not three MB. You know what I mean? Which, which is amazing and on a whole other level. But, um, but you know what I'm saying? Like. Th- this is different. Like, I think anytime there's a lot of guys you can make an argument for that's like a meddling middle of the road heel, but then once they turn them face, like like a Diesel, I think would be a good example of that, or like a Razor Ramon. Actually, that's a better example. Um, like when Razor Ramon was kind of like they want him to be a main heel, but he just kind of lost all the time, and the, but the, when they turn him face, it was a whole different ball game. You know, I don't know if he is that. But I think that same idea applies, and we'll see if it works. Uh, we will. And again, I at the moment, you're hard-pressed to bet against it because it was massive. I mean, it was a massive, overwhelming, positive response. And I, 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 think, I think what confirmed that was Raw. Like, like, of course, at the Rumble, like, they tricked you. So, like, even if you didn't like this, you were going to because they set it up with him eliminating Brock after they bored the shit out of you with Brock eliminating 100 people. And, and you're just dying for someone to eliminate him. So you start there. Then you get to the point where you're like, oh, fuck, Roman's winning. And he throws him over, right. which I said to Glenn, I said, we're all rubes the whole time. Because the whole time we watched the Rumble together, Aaron and Glenn and I at Aaron's house. Thank you very much for having us. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? The whole time we were looking and saying there's all these faces in the ring and there's one heel Seth and we're and once Seth was gone we're like oh, how do they do this because we all assumed Roman was winning 
we were all too dumb to realize Roman was the heel the whole time. Right, right, well, no, that... we weren't dumb. We were saying it, but we were just kind of going under the assumption, man, they're not doing this to Drew right now, right? Because they've right. done that so many times. But but it was so. But it should have been obvious. Like, like it's like, yeah. oh, okay, they clearly did this so that the, the crowd will pop when he throws Roman over. Now, when as as some of this news around the Rumble has started to come out, I do wonder if AJ was also supposed to be involved with that because he apparently went out much earlier than right, he was because supposed of his to injury. because of that injury. And then there's you know another report is that the plan was for Roman to win, and you know like there's a lot of and Paul like, Heyman, yeah, there's just a lot of shit that's to change right, it or whatever, a lot of shit that's involved with that. Um, here's. I want to. I want to say two things. Don't I have, you think a lot of that though is like the people that think they know things trying to save face, because the people that are saying that are the people that reported who was going to win before, and so then whenever I, they're not right, they say, "Oh, well, you know." I, I don't think no, the plans changed. I, I think, but don't I you think well, a lot of well, that happens? Actually, no, I do think some of that happens. I think in this case, though, especially on the women's side, I do think that was a late change. Well, I, I can really believe do. you. I can believe it more on the. I don't know because the. On the women's side, does it does it telegraph? I mean, doesn't this look even better for WrestleMania? Like, we all thought Shayna was going to win because of what they're doing with her. But if you look at the money match at WrestleMania, look what they have. No, they I, have... I still, by the way, because I still think it is Shayna Becky. I yeah. don't think they're putting Charlotte with Becky because I think, think she's going to pick Bailey. No, actually, I think she's going to pick Rhea. Yeah, I think what? that's insane. But uh, get out of here! That's not happening. I think like... that the way they're setting up the fact that. You had first of all, and we'll we'll get to this. Eh, I'll just yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, hold exactly on to it. Hold why, on to it. Let's stay, let's stay on the Drew topic, and we'll get to the rest of it. Um, yeah. Here's here are my these are my issues. Inherently, there's no issue with Drew McIntyre, who's great and who's done the work and has busted his ass. That's that's in in and of itself. I have no problem with. It's the measure. It's the measure of what what I think you should be doing with the Royal Rumble and what I think you should be doing with WrestleMania. And someone would say, hey, if you keep doing this, it will get old at some point. Maybe so, but let's not forget this is fucking professional wrestling. And at the end of the day, this is what we want. We want our champion to come out on top at the biggest event. Like We want the good guys to win the Super Bowl. We want our favorite team to win the championship at the Super Bowl. That's what we want. And... I, I don't believe that we should get away from the idea that you should be building a top face to win the Royal Rumble and then be the guy. Now, in one night, you can argue that they made a new top face. And I know that's been the argument, that they made Drew McIntyre that guy in one night. And perhaps that will prove to be true. I think that's trickier over the span of two months than we all I'd like to believe that it is. When you have Kofi Kingston facing every odd every week and it was the hottest fucking thing ever, it's a little bit different than when a guy that we all know and we all default back to at the end of the day, as much as this is cool, let's still also not forget this was Vince McMahon's like chosen hand-fed person once upon the, the a time. The chosen one was not just a gimmick. It was right. also reality. Correct. Well, he's a chosen one that threw it away because he was stupid and got fell out of grace, got fired, came back. And... And yet, in trying to turn him face, they're not really playing to that part of it. They're playing more to the idea. Right now, they're just sort of playing the idea that he's cool. And that's fine. Like, Well, they did cut the promo on Raw where he said all that stuff. 
Um, some of it, yeah. You know. I mean, he, he alluded to like, I can't believe, you know, right? Like, I mean, this it, is where I am. But yeah, it, there, it, it, it I mean, it was a white meat baby face. But it was, it was, yeah. In ge- it was a generic white meat baby face. Promo. But can you do that, that for ten weeks? Right, and I and well, maybe because no, he's gonna murder. He's gonna. They're gonna have him beat like Seth Rollins at Elimination Chamber or something. And and that's kind of like. Here's and, and that's here's, probably think, what's gonna going to happen. Right? He's, he's going to fight some like top level. It was probably supposed to be AJ Styles, um, but the, and it's still could. We don't know how injured. Right. He so I mean, it, it would lead me to, be, considering what happened on Raw. It would lead me to believe that he was supposed to fight AJ Styles, um, or or either last night or in the future. T- um, toss him out at the Rumble, setting up something. Right, for and, and because they're going to. Because of, because of exactly the, what Glenn is saying, they're going to want him to beat a couple of legitimate heel main eventers to to strengthen him up for Brock. But what I would ends. argue is that actually he should be losing. Like I would argue that why you, you, you well he should lose to one of those heels. So it's not that's this is the nature of being a face. A face is always supposed to be chasing. Like that's the way it goes. If you're just running through everyone. That's not. We're not going to have the same underdog mentality towards you at the same point. It's a different animal with Brock Lesnar, man. It's just a different animal with Brock Lesnar because as much as you say we all got bored, let's not forget that in the process of all that, there were moments where an entire baseball stadium was losing their minds. I, I was Did Seth Rollins say, I, I lose did. a bunch of matches between the Rumble and WrestleMania last year? Wait, what are you saying? Did Seth Rollins lose a bunch of matches between the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania last year? No, but year? you weren't building something in Seth Rollins. The work had been done for that, years. Well, and that, and that this is a, entirely I mean, different. Looking physically a David versus Goliath match. Yeah, this is an entirely different thing that we're talking about now. I just can't think of one guy in the past five years that won the Royal Rumble and lost every match but leading you, up to WrestleMania. But you don't typically have someone win the Royal Rumble who's been such a nothing for so long. You don't normally do this. This is different. Okay, this but is, they did it with Sheamus, and he murdered people for months until WrestleMania. I mean, the, I, the, he was a, I, a heel, I don't, so I don't it's know a little she, bit different. Yeah, well, I don't no, know. He was a face. Then. Was he a face? Well, he was a face going into the match with Daniel Bryan. Oh yeah, you're right. Daniel Bryan was he a was heel. a face. Yeah, I don't remember enough but, about. Or, where. But but you know what it was? It was because he spent a year losing. And he got over as a face because he lost for an entire year. Like, it's a really weird... Yeah, but they already did that. He already lost all the time before this. I, I, right? think, I think what Glenn's saying is that normally when you have a face, you know, you kind of have this moment here. Like, the rumble is the culmination right. of that moment. That's the kind of, you have the face build, and the rumble win is the culmination of the moment. The face turn happened three weeks ago. So this is and, and you know, even the then, even when it happened, happened three weeks ago, it was softened by like the awkwardness of that interaction with Randy Orton. Where well, like, also he was beating up No Way Jose too. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, and that's the thing is like so, so it wasn't like now, that clear cut so of a face is, turn. This right? is the the start of almost. This is basically the start of a face turn at the Rumble. It's very strange in just your typical WrestleMania build. It's not, or even a a typical. Right face build in general it's not the classic way that we go about doing this and again it might be that everybody has just decided that drew mcintyre is so cool that that will work and you can keep that hot to wrestlemania or you can play up all the brock lesnar tropes that make it work the opposite way that just make it hey it doesn't matter who's facing brock lesnar you are so mad that brock lesnar isn't uh, around although the problem yeah, being you, like you play up the fact that he hasn't defended the belt in 10 weeks he won't defend the belt in another 10 weeks right like you got to go that, that route and if you go that route you can make this work i i'm when i say that i'm down on it, it's not that i'm down on drew mcintyre it's not that i'm down on it 
it feels, too, I guess I'm going to say it feels twofold. It feels, again, like the obvious thing that you should be doing for WrestleMania, you just abandon for whatever reason. And the fear that I have is because ultimately... But they, ab- but they also abandoned it a month ago, but right? I, to some extent, that's true. To some extent, yeah. that's absolutely true. I mean, we, we knew but, a month ago that he was no longer heading toward this. But I think that you can always... You know, I had that moment on Sunday where I thought about how much... Be- how fucking incredible would it have been if Kofi Kingston had been the one to eliminate Brock Lesnar? We, b- we right. both said that. How yeah. much would we rethink a lot of what we felt over the course of last year? How different... We had that conversation for the whole 30 seconds it took Brock yes, Lesnar. Yes, <laughs> Like, there would yeah. be so much inherent good and such an electricity behind, yeah, you were all pissed off about this thing, now look what we're doing. It would be fucking batshit. Well, as long as they went somewhere with it and they didn't say, Correct. oh, this makes up. Correct. No, no, no. It would have to be that either Kofi would go on to win the Royal Rumble or the, the Royal Rumble At winner. At least get the match at Saudi Arabia. Whatever. Despite all of you guys arguing with me, Kofi has cooled off. I, there's no arguing about it. Well, he has. cooled him off. Yes, I know. I'm just saying. That you're talking cooled about. off. But this would have immediately put it back. Yes, yes, and, and it would, and, and, and that's 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 the the tragedy of it is like there's not a lot of things that could instantly put him back into the heat that he had as as the main baby face on the show. That is it, though. Like that would have, yeah, and to the millionth degree, it, it wouldn't and have he been. He wouldn't have had the win either. It, it like all he had to do was eliminate Brock. And, and, Rock and then and then get back into right. that picture, whether it's yeah, he didn't have to win the Rumble. They still could yeah. have had now, somebody else. Win, it would have been you know? fucking amazing if they had done that. Like that would have been an incredible thing. Yes. And, and think about it: who is who, who's been more synonymous with the Royal Rumble than Kofi Kingston? And, and that's you know, Although, I'll I'll give you this at the beginning I, of Kofi Mania. Uh, at the beginning, I was almost like, man, I almost wonder if it's worth pushing this out a year so he can win the Rumble. Right. Well, and, and you know what could have been great. You know, and, and, and again, somebody somewhere is going to argue, well, that makes him look weak, blah, blah, blah. But this is how you keep Brock strong and keep the story going and do it. They should have had Brock run through everyone, had Kofi come out at 30, and that w- the place I mean, would have gone fucking it, it been It would have been absolute bad shit. Yeah. It would have been one of the wildest things we've ever seen. Now, again, I'm, I'm, I'm judging this. I, I, I think people are going to hear this and say I'm super down. This is not bad. It's just in the, I think there were options that were better, and I hate that we get to this point every year where it seems like there are obvious options, and unfortunately, it feels like there's an opinion of very few that weighs out. And that's not knocking Drew McIntyre, who, again, I think is worthy of it, but give Drew McIntyre a year, put him in that position. To go from saying Drew McIntyre isn't even worthy of being on pay-per-views, isn't even being worthy of being on TV every week, to suddenly saying... Yeah, but damn it, he looks like that, and I still love that guy. And now he's the Royal Rumble winner in the WrestleMania. It's it's fine. It's fine. It's totally fine. I'm because I'm cool with Drew McIntyre, and clearly so many people are. But there's so much better that you can be doing that justifies everything we've been watching week in and week out. And that I think is the thing that kills me. Give me this. I'm watching every week. Make what I'm watching matter. Make it seem like they're doing this for a reason. And if the reason is ultimately that, on a whim, somebody that's completely irrelevant to the program could just suddenly wake up one day and, and be this guy, I, oh, it's not a great sell for why I have to keep watching every, every episode of the show throughout the course of the year. This is fine. It's fine. It's totally fine. In fact, I would argue it's good. It could be better. And that's all I have to say about it. I mean, for me, I'm just, it's not so much 
I don't like it. It's just that because of what we talked about, because of the weirdness of it, because in a face's faces path to WrestleMania, when it involves the Rumble, that's kind of, if not a culmination point, it's it's one of the apexes. Right. And if that's the apex, and, and like, I don't know, you know, you can keep the fire burning from that apex without doing too much between uh, Royal Rumble and Mania, if, if that is the peak, if that's the true peak. In this case, you have to do more, and I'm not sure what that more is, and which makes me concerned that they can't carry it to Mania. That's my concern. I, I don't... Brandon, let me get back to what I said about losing. I, I don't know that you have to lose cleanly to Seth Rollins. I think you have to lose somehow. I don't think you can just keep coming out. Well, that's out. easy because you've got three other guys with Seth Rollins. Well, I mean, no, I'm talking about with – I think Drew McIntyre has to lose between now and then. No, that's yeah, no, what he's saying. He's saying so, lose with interference. Right, you're saying that you can put him in a match with Seth Rollins, have it be, and then you could do a month later. You can do one in Saudi Arabia, and then a month later you can come back and have him get his heat back at Elimination Chamber or something like right, that. Right, like that, he, can, he can lose right. because Buddy Murphy – does and, something and, and then and they that, can go beat Buddy Murphy. Is that enough to make him the guy going into wrestling? I don't know. I really don't know. I, it's hard for me to read the tea leaves. I did not expect yeah. the overwhelming reaction that it was on Monday night. And so I'm I, maybe wrestling fans will just group think decide. Nope, we've just all decided this is our guy, even if they haven't really done the work. It's possible. It's possible that it plays out that way. That the things that we think in the past have been the reasons why wrestling fans have group thought away into something. It might be that wrestling fans just all say, this was cool and not what we expected and it wasn't Roman Reigns, so fuck it all. We're just throwing ourselves behind this guy and nothing else matters. That could prove By to the, be way, the case. And again, you know what the like problem with that is? <laughs> what? When he wins. When he well, wins. Because first then of all, what? if he wins. I, and secondly, I, yes, I think that's a problem. A, I think he's winning. B, what do you do? And, and that is a problem. Like that, this is this has you know Diesel written all over it. Yep. If the, if this does happen, I, I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that at all. It's it's a it, it's a weird thing, man. Like I, I am um, the boy. It, eh, yeah, I don't I don't want to I don't I, I don't want to keep because I feel I feel like I'm being too negative and it's unfair. I I like Drew Mac. We all like Drew McIntyre. We all think that, and I think that we like him more because we saw what he went through um, yes. as wrestling fans. 100%. Aaron, you know, you referenced the fact that, you know, it's only three years ago that we were sitting in, in a fucking element, in a rec center, not even yeah. in a high school gym. We were sitting in a, a, a rec center soccer facility and watching Drew Galloway at that point. Like, it, it is cool that this is where we are with Drew McIntyre. It's a it's neat. I just wish that we would have been getting there for the last six months. If this is where we were going, I wish there would have been six months that would have pointed us in this direction. And I think it goes back to what we talked about in December, which is we all came on here in December and said, we don't think they know what they're doing. We don't think they've put it into motion that there is a defined plan, that we've never felt this unclear about what the picture is. And I think that's proven to be true which is they kind of all walked in and said, okay, now what do we do? And in January, I, I, think, said, I think we know the exact moment they decided on Drew, and it's the exact moment they turned him. Right. And in yeah. January, they said, this is what we're going to do, so we have to do it this way, and we've got three weeks to make it work. Let's do it in three weeks. And again, it, the final product is, is, is fine to good. We're cool with Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre's a great story. It's just a story that should have been being told for the entirety of the well, fall. And Glenn, to your point, like the shame is like they had so many opportunities. Like 
it's not like he was really doing anything of value. No, nothing. And and he could have he could have fought like anybody at Survivor Series. He could have been involved I mean? in like anything relevant they had at that all. Whole Survivor Series thing where they right. could have had him do something. Right. They like they they didn't do anything. They had the perfect reset with the draft. They could have reset him right there. Yeah. There was so there was if this it is just where, speaks to the problem we always have, which is they obviously didn't know they were going to do this until. Right. It, it their first idea inkling they were going to do this was three weeks ago, and then that Sunday night might have been when they decided to do it. Perhaps. You know? That's totally possible. And again, we've said before, we think the WWE tends to work well on the fly. And so it might very well be that this ends up being wonderful over but the I do think the they next. went into, I think they went into Sunday saying, Drew or Roman. Oh, I, but I think it, they knew what their championship matches were, and at that point it just sort of didn't matter. But it goes back to... Do you think that? I, yeah. I think going uh, into you think they really knew they were having to have Brock Drew. I think yeah, that they well, had to on, on Sunday. Yes, I think on Sunday. No, they, going into Sunday, so like going Monday. Into Sunday, yes, but I, okay. I think as of last week, I, they, I think they the moment knew. they put Brock Lesnar in the Royal Rumble, they, they decided knew. that that was going to be Brock Drew. I think the only question at that point was: Is it just because Drew's going to eliminate Brock from the Royal Rumble, yeah. or is it because Drew's going to win the Royal Rumble? Yeah. Well, but as someone, okay, but like some of us put. More stock into the Meltzer stuff than others. I mean, this was not hinted at at all. It was all Kane, Velazquez, and Tyson well, but Fury, that was, that and was all most this other of that shit. was three weeks ago, and you know, three four weeks ago. Some of it was still being said two weeks. ago. Oh, there ago. was still there was still, but I think that was still lingering. I mean, some people thought Sunday that Kane Velazquez. Right, was no, still no, no, some people thought. Right, but... but there was. I think there was still some lingering conversation. I think that all of those reports yeah. dated back to the the initial where those reports came from were the reports that they didn't know, that they yeah. hadn't decided. And so right. these things were all on the table because of it. They, were, they had all these things on the table because they didn't know where they were. Um, and, and, and I don't know how much... Like, if, if Tyson Fury had fought Deontay Wilder, like, two weeks ago and won that fight... I think that's very much in play. I think yeah. it's absolutely in play that they would have done that. And you that. know what? It wouldn't surprise me if we go back, you know, a year or so from now, we find out that... The day they turned Drew was the day that Tyson Fury officially said no because of the schedule. I can't make this work. Yeah, I mean it's totally possible that's that that that's how that all went. And again, I, thank that, God. Right, I'm not oh, saying yeah, that. They got it because this is a thousand but, times better than that. I, I can, wholly agreed on that. Wholly agreed. And that's I do. You, yeah. you could pick anyone on the roster and like Jinder Mahal. Is right. Better yes. No, I, I yes. agree with that as well. I agree with that as well. And again, I don't want to come off too negative. I don't want this to be. We just hate everything. We hate everything. I don't hate this. I really don't. I think it's good. I just wish it would have been done a different way. Or if you hadn't, if like if if you weren't doing that in the fall, I wish that what you were doing in the fall would have mattered instead of Kevin Owens being stuck in bullshit. I I wish that you would have recognized what it is that I wish they watched the programming as much as we did. I wish pretty much. I wish that they paid attention to their own programming as much as the rest of us did to see what was happening. And again, I we were all in on Kevin Owens, but my God, on Sunday night, I realized it was exactly the fucking same with Kofi Kingston. It you had the big over the top electric WrestleMania moment waiting for you. I mean, waiting everybody for gasped, you. like almost gasped when Kofi came out, and with those two still out there, correct? And we're like, oh man, you had the ultimate reclamation like there are movies that couldn't tell stories as well as that there are there are academy award-winning movies that wouldn't be able to tell that story that well and oh my god i felt so stupid for a second like oh shit this is the answer and of course it wasn't the answer because of course the problem's bigger than this 
Um, I, but again, at the end of the day, we get Drew McIntyre, and we like Drew McIntyre, and we're inclined to like Drew McIntyre. And to Brandon, your point, yes, from a physical standpoint, it looks good on paper. It looks like something you can sell. It's believable, all of those things. Um, I, I just wish that we had gotten there in a different way, I guess. That's all. Like, yeah. I think we looked at each other when he walked in the ring and stood next. We were like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was uh, my buddy Mike who doesn't really – or no, I think it was Rachel. His girlfriend was like, he's bigger than him. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, no, that right. out. no doubt. I, like, that's, that's the cool part of it. No doubt about yeah. that. I only got a few more minutes on this segment, but since we are trying to get this on a more positive note, I do want to ask this question because I think it's true. For all the complaining we did about Brock in the Rumble, for as ridiculous as it is from a story point standpoint, I think it was better that he was in the Rumble than not in the Rumble for the show overall. A hundred percent. I mean, I don't know if I would word it that way. What I'd say is I think it created... The show was better because of it. The yes. Rumble was better because of it, and the fact that there wasn't just a kind of the random match in there. The, the Royal Rumble show and the Royal Rumble match was Listen, better because Brock... Was, I saw all the people complaining match. during the Rumble... And they all were had because the whole reason they did that was so they would. And like, and it was it was it, perfect booking. We're just talking about how like by the way, I've been waiting for five years for him to be in there just murdering people too. Yeah, but by, by the way, first of all, like you you said we got bored by it. I don't know that we were ever bored by it. We the, I like, wasn't first, bored by it. People some, were some people, saying but, but stuff. I, I thought the first four it was like, okay, this is new different. Then you had the new the Kofi Biggie Ray moment. Then you had the Keith Lee moment, which was awesome. And then you got to the Drew Ricochet moment. Like, they paced that very, very well. And I thought, honestly, and this might be still me kind of being caught up in the moment, I think we, we might go back and say that that was, if not the best, you know, best booked, best executed Rumble ever. It's up there among. I'm them. I'm gonna I'm gonna hard disagree on that one because I don't think we're we're thinking about the issue, which is. I, Maybe I would feel that way if Brock Lesnar's still going to be a full timer for the next course of the year. Like maybe I'm talking about the match. I'm talking about the match I, in the bubble. I know. Uh, yeah, like I'm saying, if, if you're just watching, I think part the of match, that. I'm not talking about of, ramifications. But, but but that's that you can't. I can't watch a match without thinking about that. I can't watch a match and dismiss the fact that you're still dealing with further establishing the significant difference between this guy and these other guys. And that's fine for some of them. Of course, it should be that way. But for other guys, I don't think you can say, hey, we let them get a tiny amount of offense in, and so everything's okay. Um, I, I still think that's more negative than it is positive in the process. I think it's still, like, cool, Keith Lee was in the, the Rumble, and he got, like, a minimal amount of offense in on Brock Lesnar. Like, that's He neat. got a good I mean, it wasn't like Brock he got a good amount eliminated. He, got, he eliminated him because he was fighting Braun, and Brock took advantage of the book. But he got, it, he, got a, um, he got more offense than I mean, other people did. He didn't like. It wasn't a like a quality matches worth. It was hey. I mean, they were they were going at it either fifty fifty or if anything, Keith Lee got more before Braun came out. Um, yeah, like I mean, they I, were I, they were both laying on the ground. They had done the double clothesline or whatever. Right. But I think before that, Keith Lee had more offense than Brock Lesnar, and then Braun came out. And yeah. you could say that it made them both look stupid. The fact and that's part, and I do think that's part Brock. of this too. Brock. I think that's absolutely part of the story that we we've got to have more conversation about with the Royal Rumble moving forward. Is we got to stop making everybody seem so fucking stupid. 
Yes. Like, well, we that, that's like the, the, the announcers the of the Royal Rumble. There, there was a bit during the women's Royal Rumble where the announcers started pointing out that they were stupid, and clearly someone in the headset was like, like "Shut yeah, the fuck yeah, up! What are you doing?" Because right. they stopped like midpoint. Because yes. remember, we were like, we were saying it, and then somebody on commentary was like, "Why would you do that?" And then like they like someone well, the and they and they go off. out of their way to always sell it to everyone for themselves. And I get that, like they're going out of their way to try to bash you over the head with that. But at some point, like there still has to be a sense of reality within that like context. the randy orton edge thing makes much more sense than some of the other things oh, of course that... of course all right we'll talk about that in segment number two we'll talk about the women's royal rumble we'll talk about edge we'll talk about all of that in segment number two as we will dive more into the weekend that was uh and aj joins us later uh i'm glenn he's aaron he's brandon this is jobbing out Baltimore's favorite bar is just 771 feet from home plate. Sliders Bar and Grill, just steps from Camden Yards, is the perfect sports bar for Terps and Caps season with all the games on dozens of TVs. Sliders Daily Specials include Mexican Monday, Wing Ding Wednesday, Bloody Brunch Sunday, and more with different drink specials every day of the week, including Fancy Clancy Pilsner. Find out about all of the parties and get info on having your own party or company event at slidersbaltimore.com. Sliders, one of Baltimore's original continuously operating bars. We're back in here for segment number two the boys had to duck out for just a second but that's all right glenn clark with you and uh i'm really excited to catch back up with our next guest he's been on with us before he's going to be in philly this weekend uh with mlw as they are holding super fight a tv taping a fusion tv taping for being sports at the world famous 2300 arena Boy, that is a just a special sentence to say. It's a pleasure to welcome back in from MLW, the Rogue Prince. He is Brian Pillman Jr. <laughs> Brian, it's Glenn. It's great to chat with you, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple more minutes for us. Hey, no problem. It's uh, it's always a pleasure to, to get on here and, and spread the gospel of the mullet church. I love that, dude. I love that. Hang on. Let me start with something. Like Just when I say the words 2300 Arena, Philadelphia, right? Like Just when I say those words and you think about wrestling at the 2300 Arena in Philadelphia, what does that mean to you? Uh, Well, you know, as everybody knows, it's a very, very historic venue. A lot of things have taken place at the 2300 Arena. Uh, A lot of things that have to do with my personal uh, family history. Sure. So it's always uh, always a very special night when Major League Wrestling – Returns to the 2300 Arena. There's always a special uh, energy in the air, so to speak. Well, it's going to be a raucous. I mean, it's going to be absolutely electric this weekend. There's no question about it. The card is incredible. Um, Brian, let me let me go back. You know, I think the last time we talked was probably a, a year and a half ago. Is you were just sort of, you know, making a name for yourself. You've now been doing this for a little bit, and you've had a ton of attention paid to you and MLW being on TV. It's been a great opportunity. Like how how crazy have these last eighteen or so months been for you in getting to this place and like you know now knowing this is real like this is legitimately your life at this point you're not maybe just to some people your father's son yeah it's uh, it's definitely become a career of uh, quite fast you know a lot of people get started in this business it takes many years many years to get to get to where I'm at right now, uh, but I've been very blessed. I've been blessed with the opportunities that MLW has presented me due to my ability um, to operate at a TV level, and, and, and I feel like I have a lot of strengths in that regard as far as presentation goes and, and just overall being being the best athlete I can be for one of the most 
talented rosters, I think, out there. I mean, one of the most exclusive rosters uh, is Major League Wrestling. So uh, it's been a pretty good privilege. It's been a pretty good opportunity. I wouldn't change anything for the world the way these past two years of my career have been going. You know, the only two years, the first two years of my career, and I was MLW Rookie of the Year in 2018, and now in 2019, I'm the PWI Rookie of the Year, so what can I say? Yeah, uh, right. Back-to-back Rookie of the Year. <laughs> I, I think at some point they're not technically going to be able to be Rookie of the Year anymore. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, we're going to go for we're going to go for one more shot. We're going to go for 2020, <laughs> and then we'll call it. Maybe we'll call it after that. Brian Pillman Jr. is with us here on Jobbing Out. Um, uh, Brian, the response that you've gotten and how people have taken you as a performer, uh, the personality. I think everything that you've done has gotten over really well flying brian the rogue prince the whole deal um how much is that meant to you and obviously everybody knows your background but how much how much is it meant to you to be embraced by you know not not necessarily showing and show out or something like that but just by this community that there's been such an open embrace of you as a performer yeah it's it's truly it's been a dream come true obviously i i would have never expected the the reception that i would have coming into the business at, at the age of 24 years old uh, not knowing a lot about it, not not have done too much of my history, just kind of growing up with that legend uh, in the back of my head, that that calling, so to speak. And uh, you know, not a lot of people realize that what kind of talent it takes to really go out there and and to be in front of a camera and to be charismatic and stuff. And and I think it's something that some people are born with and some people are born without. And uh, not every not every professional wrestler is going to have children that are willing or able to follow in their footsteps but i think from the get-go from the moment he uh named me yeah. you know he, he kind of had an idea of what he wanted me to do and i'm just blessed to say that i have similar talents that i can go out there and perform in front of people and and, and follow his legacy have, so. have you have you had a like moment i'm sure that you have your own memories but have you had a moment where you've met someone that you had no idea what their relationship was with your father that you know, considering you know how far, how young you were, how how removed we are. Like, have you had one of those moments where, like, you know, it's it's been maybe kind of emotional uh, when you've been out performing somewhere and you've met someone or somebody's told you a story about your dad? Oh yeah, it's been it's, it's been quite the roller coaster, so to speak. Uh, not just meeting people in the business, you know, workers and, and veterans of the like that got to work with him and, and got to be friends with him, but but also the fans, of course, the fans that he that he uh, reached out to over across the years, whether they were, you know, fan mail, you know, pen pals or or people that just saw him at shows and got to meet him at a meet and greet or something. He definitely had an impact on a lot of many different people's lives. So to get to relive that and to get to kind of experience that through his, through his impact on the wrestling business, it kind of doubles down on, on my commitment and, and my motivation for being a wrestler. All right, MLW is in Philadelphia on Sunday for a uh, Fusion TV taping for Being Sport. You can go right now to MLW.com, get your tickets for Super Fight. What an awesome event it's going to be. Brian Pillman Jr. is with us on Jobbing Out. So, Brian, I'm, I'm here in Baltimore, right? And I know you're from Cincinnati, but yet I had no idea the first time we chatted about an unbelievable connection that you have with us here in Baltimore. And I know that you've been to Jimmy's and you've spent some time with John Harbaugh. Um, For those that don't know, your father was roommates with John Harbaugh once upon a time. Um, Tell me about how this came about, that you got together with John Harbaugh 
and and what was it like connecting with him, uh, knowing about the history with your dad? Yeah, the uh, the Miami of Ohio was the college that they went to school together, and they both played football uh, together, and apparently they got in all kinds of mischief together as well. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, I mean, John reached out to me when I was at a very young age. I was, I was probably sixteen or, or seventeen. Man, it's because I, you know, I was playing football and stuff, and he wanted to see how I was doing in football. He he wanted to extend a hand and sort of uh, help out us kids because you know we were never in a a very good spot. You know, after my father passed, we were always in a, in, in, a, in a different rough patch here or there. And uh, my aunt Linda helped us out, and, and John reached out to bring us to some Ravens uh, Bengals games, let us get on the. Uh, on the sideline and experience that from that close kind of view wow. type deal. So yeah, we had a, real, a lot of a lot of great experiences with John Harbaugh. Really, just a family member at this point. You know, we we, we reach out every every holiday and exchange gifts and stuff. So wow. he's a really good guy overall. And uh, yeah, I mean, we got to go to the Super Bowl for the Harbaugh Bowl. We got to see him face his brother, which was really really cool. So. We were hoping that he would go to the Super Bowl again this year, which it seemed like that was the case. Yeah, but yeah, it's a, happen, that's a real bummer for us. That's a real sore subject around these parts. Although, in fairness, you would have been busy, so like maybe it's for the best that it didn't work out that way. Um, yeah. Brian, what's that relationship been like? For you know, like it, you know, someone obviously that you didn't know that 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 took it upon themselves to reach out to you and to get connected with you and. You know, I don't know how much John, you know, John and I have never had a conversation about professional wrestling, so I don't even know how much he he follows pro wrestling. I'm sure he was, you know, sort of following your dad. Um, but but like what what's that relationship been like for you? And when you say like advice, like what what do you guys talk about? You know, he's he's a great mentor really and uh, that kind of plays into his career as a coach. So, you know, a lot of his career, a lot of his life is uh coaching up young guys to not only be better athletes but to be better people. Uh, and in that sort of way, he's a great role model. You know, he's a, he's a very, very Christian man, you know, very, very uh, faithful man. And, and there's and even though I might not be the most religious person, uh, there's definitely some lessons I can take from, from the way he lives his life and, and the virtues that he has that, uh, that kind of make him a great father and a great leader for, for the Baltimore Ravens as well, which is, which is one of those things you can't really replace. You know, you can't really create good leaders out of nothing. You know, you kind of... You got to have a knack for it. You got to be able to, to to uplift those uh, around you. And I think John is a great example of someone like that. You know, not even not even in the wrestling world. I don't I don't really reach out to him for advice on wrestling, but just as far as success and decision making and and doing the right thing, he's always there for me to to give me some advice and lend me lend me a ear. That's incredible. Does he tell you? You know, you mentioned that they used to get in trouble. Has he told you some like cool old stories about about oh, him yeah. and your dad? They, they were, bad guys you know they <laughs> get in fights with people in college they get in fights with the fraternities and maybe slashing their tires and all kinds of crap <laughs> it feels like in that way your dad probably could have fit in like as a hardball like he probably would have been like just like one of the boys at that point oh yeah oh definitely and and, and, Jim, and i've got a good relationship with uh Jim as well, and then the whole family. They're all really cool. So that's awesome, man. That's really, really cool. Have you tried to get uh, John out to uh, a show? Like, have you have you tried to make that happen? And um, do you think that that could still be something that might occur one day that we see John Harbaugh sitting ringside watching you perform? Oh, absolutely. I uh, I was trying to get him up there at Starcast 
for that big convention. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, I guess they canceled me. They didn't want to bring me into StarCast, so I never ended up going. Wow, that's stupid. That's a dumb yeah. decision on everybody. I'll have to race from hell next time. Yeah, right, especially when they find out that, that you probably could have had John Harbaugh there with you. Like, boy, they're going to feel know. really dumb when yeah. that ends up being out there. <laughs> but I did bring him to Jimmy's. I brought him to Jimmy's Seafood, so that was nice. I mean, that's, you know, <clears throat> just... And that was, when I was, that was when I was in town for an indie show, so hopefully bring him... Bring him into uh, one of those MCW shows at some point. Well, and and it's awesome that that's the relationship that you guys have. Um, uh, you know, like, I, and just one more before we move on from this because I, I think it's a really cool story that um, I, I frankly I had no no idea about when we talked the first time. Um, what, what is it that um, you know? The, the, I guess when you when you talk about your bond, like the. You became you're from Cincinnati. Did you grow up as a Bengals fan, or like were were you just not maybe a football fan? You know, like a lot of my friends were Bengals fans. Okay. I was never like a diehard fan. I actually played football, so I didn't really watch it as much as I played it. You know, sure, I, I, I really, get that. I enjoyed the sport, but uh, you know, I never really was a huge fan of anything. Really, you know, like as like a sports fan, you know. But uh, you but know, you... all my friends they like the Bengals and the Reds, and then they like UK and stuff. So I'd always kind of just play along, but. When I when I met John, it gave me a real reason to be a fan. So right, I was going to say, so you, it wasn't hard for you. A Ravens fan. Okay, it was not a difficult thing where you had to like swear off your Bengals fandom or something like that. You were just like, yeah, dude, I'll be a Ravens fan now. Yeah, I was like, sign me up. This guy's awesome. I love that man. He is uh, Brian Pillman Jr. He's with us here on Jobbing Out ahead of uh, MLW in Philly this weekend. Um, uh, Brian, as far as you know, like now looking forward, like the MLW roster is crazy, man. Like it's just every time I look at it, I'm like, holy hell! Like it's just unbelievable how much talent is there. Um, give me, I, I know that there's things that you're gonna work on, but give me like the name of somebody you haven't had the opportunity to work with yet that you'd say I have to get this chance, maybe like in the next year or so. I would really like to work with this person. Oh, well, I mean, it's definitely about time I got in there uh, with old Filthy Tom. Yeah. You know, Filthy Tom Waller. He's a guy I've been on so many shows with. I've been booked on basically the same kind of indie loops as him for the past two years now. And every I see him every weekend, it seems. And, uh, yeah, it's one of those things that just hasn't lined up. We've been on all the same shows. We both work TV together. Uh, he's going on a path in MLW that... Seems like it might intersect with mine. So first, we're going to deal with Jimmy Havoc, and, and that'll be a great first time match. And That's I'm cool. Guaranteed that this weekend at the twenty three hundred arena. But but yeah, someone I'd definitely like to work my way up to stepping in the ring with would be Filthy Tom. Sign me up, bro. Like sign me up for that. He's nuts. Like he's absolutely nuts. But. Yeah, I think that's a perfect fit for you. I think that works out exactly right for what could end up being awesome. Uh, Brian Pillman Jr., dude, it's so great to catch up with you again, man. Uh, it's awesome to see everything that you're doing in this business and how much everybody is just falling in love with you. Uh, what can we plug for you as far as social media, T-shirts, anything like that? Hey, well, I do have a brand-new uh, T-shirt now that you mention it, the 2019 Rookie of the Year shirt now available on ProWrestlingTees.com. And you can get all the updates you need it on Twitter at Flying Brian Jr. or Instagram at Flying Brian Forty One. That's awesome, man. And again, MLW.com to get your tickets for this weekend up in Philadelphia. What an event it's going to be at the Twenty Three Hundred Arena. Brian Pillman Jr. Really appreciate you taking the time for us, man. Awesome stories that you're telling us. Uh, best of luck moving forward. We'd love to do this again down the road. Hey, no problem. Appreciate you guys having me.
I should probably have like pre-listened to the th- song yeah. that I picked for segment number two to figure <laughs> out that it had a super long intro before it actually got to the part. Aaron's Aaron's watching uh, Picard now. Yes. And so he specifically asked for Star Trek coming of back this in is here the for original, segment number two. Not next generation, right? Uh, no, I think this is this is next generation. I think that's what this one is. The moral of the story is that I needed it to be about 10 seconds further in. Here we go. You needed this. Yes. There you go. All right. Back in here for segment number two of Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton. Don't forget, our main event will be back for segment number three as uh, we yes. will catch up with our buddy AJ Francis, and we will talk about whatever we can talk about. Don't know exactly what we can talk about, but we'll talk about whatever we can with uh, AJ in segment number three as he's a couple weeks in now to his WWE career. By the way, there's also a chance that actually before uh, you just heard us talking, we were coming out of another interview. Um, I don't know, unfortunately, at the time that we're recording this. I had somebody reach out and ask if we could put a guest on this week. And so maybe uh, you just heard a wonderful interview with a wonderful professional wrestler. And if you did, my God, how good was that? Just tremendous. And if you oh, didn't. Amazing. Yeah, right? well, I can't believe he said that. I know. It was really incredible, wasn't it? Really incredible. It really shaped the future of professional wrestling the way that I see it. All right, uh, boys, let's get to the rest of what happened this weekend. And I think, uh, with all due respect to Charlotte Flair, we'll talk about her in a minute. Um, the second biggest story, of course, the weekend is Edge. And yes. um, for, for you know, everything that I say, look, I, I have no doubt that at some point in the next year, I'm going to bitch you about the fact that Edge is pushing 50 years old. I have no doubt that I am going to end up doing that because that's the way it goes. But for one night, and then again, really for two nights, man, was it good. Man, did that kick some ass. And it was a really special moment. I really hope he's not actually planning on being a full-time wrestler for three years after this. No, there's no way he's planning on being a full-time wrestler. I think that the fact that we're seeing an injury angle already to make sure that you know we're not going to see him every week for a while I, I think that's a telling point right there, and that's what it should be, because he should be, you know, basically working the Brock schedule. Keep him special. Keep it special when he shows up. And I think the coolest thing about it, you know, we all popped. We we all lost our minds when the music played, and it was awesome in the moment. But then going back and looking at his face, like looking at the close-ups, looking at especially his face when he came out. He at first had just kind of the edge thing, and then he paused for a second and a look of just like amazement. And, like, you could see the emotions on his face. And that, to me, was the moment of the weekend. It was incredible. I watched that, like, 15 times on Monday morning. Um, The other thing is when you finally got to see the spear. Ah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because they totally screwed that up. And, like, I think a lot of us were like, oh, they're worried about. I think it was a legitimate, like. No, it was a botch. There was a crowd being shocked, and we just fucked up. Yes. Like, it was a botch. Like, someone started to say, like, what if they're scared that it's going to look bad or whatever? It was the best-looking spear I've seen in no, years. No, it looked great. Well, of course, it was Dolph. Of right, was. Right, right, right. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, they put the best fucking salesman in the company on the other end of that thing. There's no way they were worried it was going to look bad. 
Like no, that that was a but that was them getting too trigger happy. Um, whether I mean, it was the director or the, the team. Well, everybody, everybody is going in on. Everybody's blaming Kevin Dunn. Like literally, well, but, they, and, and the thing is, he had probably nothing to do with that because he's above that. At this I point. would like to think well, so. They were trying to show all of the crowd reaction. I get it, but like when he gets to the fucking ropes, go to the ring. Like yeah. <laughs> he's not going to stand on the apron for 10 minutes. You know what I mean? Like, nah, anyway, I agreed on all accounts. Now, um, so coming out of this, it, was it the right idea to do, like, if you've got Edge back, and let's presume, Aaron, that uh, I think the reports are that he's contracted, that he has to do three matches a year, but the word is that, like, he's committed to do five, right? For how many years? Though? For three years. So he's, he's really a, it's a three year deal, but I'm shocked no, by that. Well, I, I'm I, th- sure it, I, I literally kinda... thought this was WrestleMania and done. That's yeah. what I thought this was. I, I'm sure it's one of those things where it's it's three years in theory. But like if you re- think if he's after a year, if he's a point where, look, I got my year. You can I'm retire. Done You're not like everybody's allowed to retire. <laughs> like that's not right. a problem. No, but this, this but is the point a is he can't deal preventing him from as go, the right. He can't go to AEW for, for three AEW. years. That's the point. The point is it's a three year deal because it keeps him away from AEW. But yes, he can absolutely retire. There's no question yes. about that. He can choose to stop wrestling if he wants to stop wrestling. But no, for but three the years, that's this thing kind of surprises me. Um, a little bit. I mean, it's a little bit. I mean, it's certainly way better. I was, I was fearful when the report initially came out that he had signed a three-year deal that not full-time that like he was going to try to wrestle more. And like the word is that he wants to wrestle five times a year and he plans to wrestle five times a year. But the point being, the big shows. What's yes. If, if the question, I guess let me frame it this way. If you're getting edge for, let's say somewhere between six and 10 matches, is it the right thing to have the first one be Randy Orton, or should you be using his first thing to try to put someone else over? Use it no. for a younger talent. Fuck no. This is the right thing. You can't put someone over on his first match if he's going to be around for three years. That's And that's that the key the right there. That's yeah. the key right there. I, I think I'm with... If this is a... If we're thinking, okay, this is going to be the first match, we're not just going to use him and have him lose each time. Oh, we he want 100% that first match to has to win the first match. Yeah, uh, then yes, uh, do it against Randy Hang on, let me, let me go back twofold. When I say put someone over, I don't necessarily mean that he has to end up winning the feud or end up, like, I don't think it's as imperative. Right. I think the question is, does somebody that's a younger performer that or somebody who's on the come need something bigger even just to be doing that it's the not more first. appropriate I'm, I'm okay no. with this first. Because because this is going to be a WrestleMania match, it has to be, I think it has to be bigger. And and it has to be safer. I think that's the other key word is like, they need a safe opponent for him to sort of like, do something big, but it's also safe enough that A, he's not going to get hurt, and B, it's going to be a big enough deal for someone that can live up to all those things. And I think if you're doing if you're doing all those things and you want it to feel big, Randy Orton or John Cena are the two guys, and John Cena's not there. So, yeah. and and I think when when you say safer, I don't even necessarily think you necessarily need to think about the safe as far as carrying his body, but as well, a I think that means a lot any, of things. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I, I'm thinking, and when I'm thinking about it, I'm saying this is a guy you can put out. Edge doesn't have to do anything crazy. When when it's Correct. AJ, you got to r- wrestle a more athletic style, or you'd like to wrestle a more athletic style. Someone that you know, not the first match back, maybe that third or fourth match 
Same with Seth Rollins. You want to see a more athletic style there. This is a guy you can wrestle a good match with, but you don't really have to do anything crazy. Uh, you know, it's interesting because I think that AJ would be a great argument here and that he's not younger in any way, and you can make the argument that whatever AJ does is relevant just because he's AJ, but it would give you an initial, this is something we've never seen before. It would give you a... I want that for the second or third match. I... I hear you about the never seen before, but aside from the never seen before element, AJ to me is the same as putting him with Randy Orton. Like I think, but, it's the well, same but idea. I think that's a pretty drastic difference between the two. Well, I mean, the like, only difference is, holy shit, we've never seen this. Before. Right, that's we've a pretty significant difference. Now, keep, in, keep in mind when when we think about a match like that. The other thing we got to talk about now that we know the details of that, because like, knowing the details of that deal completely changes my outlook for the future a little bit. Like now, I'm thinking he's going to get a title. Now I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm, be, I'm really opposed like, to that. Boy, am I opposed to that. Well, guess what? It's happening. But this is, if if, if, if not if he's wrestling four matches. What does Brock Lesnar do? That's Brock Lesnar. But I'm just saying that, that they've opened the door to this. Like, they've opened the door to these guys saying, oh, you mean I can just do that and Vince McMahon will be happy with it? And the answer is, we all complain. Yeah. But Vince McMahon is happy with that. Well, okay, but it's twofold. Brock Lesnar legitimately puts 5,000 more people in a building when he shows up for a house show. Like, I, I like Edge, and Edge is a very popular wrestling figure. I think comparing Edge's relevance to Brock Lesnar on, on any level, with wrestling fans, with the... It's the not general- the relevance. It's not the relevance. It's, it's the fact that we're saying that. I think they are going to operate under this to get those names because you can't argue that they have five people that are on the roster that are bigger than him. Can you? Uh, I mean, it depends on what you think the roster is. You know what I mean? Like That's I, what I'm, I'm saying. On one show, are there five guys that are bigger draws than Edge? Uh, and so, like, if this is going to start happening as all these guys get old. Well, it's a, that's this a, is going to happen I, more I, and more. I'm going to choose not to believe that only because it's such an ungodly, horrendous idea that I, I like. I don't know what to say if that's really what it's going to be. I'm going to. I'm going to like. I'm not telling you you're wrong because Lord, nobody knows if we're right or wrong. I'm saying no, it's such a I bad like, idea to, to operate me, that I way. I feel like this was a conversation. I mean, we're already seeing this with Daniel Bryan a little bit. He doesn't really make the house shows anymore. You know what I mean? There's a big difference like, in not showing up for house shows and being know, on TV every week. Say. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Look at the road that we're going down. Not like what's happening in the exact comparisons, but the fact that this guy can do this and this guy. There is no hard rules anymore about what the champion has to do in their eyes. I'm saying in our eyes, yes, we think this and we think that. In their eyes, I think they think that they can do this and get that Edge versus AJ Styles for the title match that they might want. Because, I mean, look, this this is the world I think we're going to enter into. Is like, if you get guys like this that can wrestle, but they're older, and are a draw, and are a draw because they've never wrestled AJ Styles, or they've never wrestled Daniel Bryan, or whoever the person is, they're going to want to get those matches, and we all know traditionally Vince ends up pushing the belt right. into those okay. matches. Okay, but again, we're talking about two different things. I, like what you, The group of guys that you're talking about so far that qualify for what you're discussing are The Rock, Brock Lesnar, and Goldberg. That's what we've got. Those, those, that's the world we're in. I'm those are the, the three guys. I we're moving right. into. I, I, I don't know if Edge is in that territory. Well, he's definitely. There's not. We can't even have a conversation like that. It's, no, he's so far from I mean, that no, territory. I can't even name anyone. Like aside right. from Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yes. that would be in that world. World. Right. I'm saying there's going to be a second tier of people that might be on TV a lot more, but not wrestle, but could get thrust in. Like 
John Cena would, I mean, I know John Cena's back into the rock category, but yes. I think there's going to be a tier underneath. Wouldn't you argue Edge is in Triple H territory? No. No. Why? Lord, no. Because, because he's because he's not a McMahon. Right. I mean, like... I, Aside but, from the... No, 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 but no. It's a, you, you keep point. trying... But I'm you can't. If Triple H was not a McMahon... Yeah, he, he wouldn't be. Right. Exactly right. Like, that's the point. The point is but that, Edge like... Edge was always the guy that we compared to Triple H as far as, like, what kind of over talent is he? Guy that and, had the and, title. And my argument time. is that if Triple H was not Triple H, if Triple H was Edge, he would not have gotten that right. title run. I I completely agree with Aaron. I one thousand percent agree. So then, when Edge wins the title at SummerSlam, I can come back and laugh. At no, you. no. Yes, if Edge wins, the, if, I, if look, Edge you can wins laugh at Aaron. At SummerSlam, I, yeah. I just told you, I'm not. You're you're trying to score points on something that I'm not giving you. It, anything could happen in the context of anything could happen, right? Like, I, this is the way that I'm... No, they, no, no, wait, wait, I want to stop you there. But you just said the only reason that Triple H got his title run is because of who he is in the family. So if someone else gets that, you have to acknowledge that that was wrong, right? No, it's not. You're making it... You're trying to make something apples to apples that's like apples to, you know, applesauce. Like, it... But you just said that he wouldn't have got that run... But you have no idea what... The, the two are independent of each other. Like, the, the fact that they would do that with Edge doesn't guarantee that the reason they did it with Triple H wasn't because he was a McMahon. Like, you, you can't make that well, happen, well, no matter how I'm you want to do I'm it. Saying, I don't think that's why. I think that Triple I understand H is on the level that, of Edge. But what you're saying... one of them could get that title. You're run. trying to make it so that if something happens with Edge, it's proof that something else wasn't true, and it's not. They're two independent things that could both occur. It could both be that they choose to give Edge a title insanely and that they only gave Triple H that push because he was part of the McMahons. But you that can't... was the point that was just thrown in my face when I tried to say that but Edge Brandon, could do you it. can't Although, disprove that would it. work for Triple H because he's a McMahon. You're, you're, you're trying to make something that's unrelated disprove a separate fact. We're having a scientific argument now. <laughs> the two are unrelated. <laughs> like, you can't do that. Um, I, I agree with Aaron that I don't think Triple H would have gotten that if he wasn't a McMahon, but just alone, Edge getting a title push wouldn't be proof of the other. They would be completely separate from each other. Now, that being said, could it happen? Sure, anything could happen. And if you've drawn up a scenario where you could time it out that it's a one-month thing and we put the belt on Edge and then he loses it, fine, you could do that. But it's a terrible idea. And in part because these others that are much more significant than Edge are terrible ideas. They've been awful every time. So to Goldberg. dip it yes. the worst. The but I'm just saying worst. if they did that, they're definitely gonna do this. But you're trying to make Edge Goldberg and he's not. Like you you're, I'm not you're making still... Goldberg. I'm saying outside like as bad of an idea as that was, this isn't as bad as that. Disagree wholeheartedly. That wasn't. This would be a worse idea because and Edge can isn't. Work. Edge that's can fine, work but they but don't. Here's, but here's. Well, first of all, we don't know if he can, for sure. I, we assume he can work matches. He we have no reason good. not to. He, he looked pretty. I mean, look, Goldberg looked pretty good when all he had to do was throw a spear. But um, might might. Eh, yes, the, the spear looked I, fine. Yes, yes, that's yeah. true. But but my my point is this: is that I I think that. First of all, the Goldberg thing happened because they wanted Goldberg Brock for the title. That's the whole reason that's, it happened. That's what I'm saying. So if, if they but on what's paper the say, what's that, let's go what to Edge AJ that? Styles, someone's going to push the title into that Edge, match. Edge AJ Styles is not Brock Goldberg. It's not even, like, I. It, they're so far di apart no, from each not. other. No, it's not. I'm just saying, when when they sit in these meetings and they say, what, what can make this more important? Considering what else, now obviously, it would have to consider what else is going on the show. But if anyone, like, Kevin Owens is holding the title. 
Guess what's happening? Well, I'm not. If Finn Balor's holding the title. Guess what's happening? Now, if Brock's holding the title, then it won't happen. Well, okay. But, there's, like, there's, there's two separate things in there. One, they could yeah. choose to put him in a title match just because it elevates yes. the match. There's a difference between putting him in a title match and giving him the belt. But twofold, I'll still go back to the same thing. Even if they think they can do that, I'm going to come back to it. It's it. It makes no sense to try to pretend like Edge is something that he's not. That, that you cannot walk around the street and find a group of 10 random people and have more than two of them that know who Edge is. Like, he is not a pop culture figure in any way. He is right, not but relevant. but if you believe Vince Russo, we're in a niche product now, so who, would, who, who, would you, who are you serving? Are you serving wrestling fans? Or are you serving pop culture when, well, for, for these big men? Yes, so they've been clearly trying to serve pop culture. They've made it abundantly clear. We are we do yeah. not give a shit about wrestling fans. When we've done these things, we've done it because we're serving pop culture. We are trying to play off the fact that this person is relevant beyond the wrestling world. And so because of that, we want them in these big spots. That's what they've been trying when, to do. And and we're talk we're not talking about I mean presumably we're not talking about a match for uh Night of Champions here. We're talking about WrestleMania. We're talking about well, SummerSlam. If there's Slam. three or four a year, I mean, one of them's going to be something like that. Or it's going to be Saudi Arabia and WrestleMania, right. SummerSlam, okay, and Survivor Series. Saudi Arabia, to me, is the same thing as Night of Champions. I'm, I mean, to but, you. But I don't, first of all, I don't, I mean, I don't, yeah, again. I mean, to I them it's that, different, but it's still not right. re that relevant of a result. But, but my, my point is that if they're, put, if they're putting the belt on edge, if they're putting the belt on edge, they're doing this because they want this huge moment. Right, it's like SummerSlam or something. Right. Yes. And at SummerSlam, they want... Who can we go to ESPN and say, here's the title match? Now, you know, for what it's worth, um, there's a flip side to it. And if you said that it was... they For whatever reason, Edge really wanted to do something with Brock Lesnar... Right. Yeah. Oh, yes. Like, yes. That's, that's a different conversation because Brock Lesnar is it's much like Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre. You've got the part that's relevant to the rest of the world. The rest of the world, it's relevant that right. Brock Lesnar is in the match. So you can make the flip side argument there. But Edge alone cannot carry that. He carries it with pro wrestling fans because we're pro wrestling fans. They've made it abundantly clear that that's not. I don't disagree with you on any of those points that he's not. Goldberg and he's not the rock. I, I just, I just think when I hear that deal and I, and I see what, you know, the way they're positioning him already to beat Randy Orton. Right. Like, but, but let's be fair. It, it this feels is like, he's going to walk into a SummerSlam or survivor series title. match. Okay. But they didn't but, do, they didn't do that with Kurt angle and he's infinitely more relevant with pop um, culture than, yeah, but you could make the argument that Kurt angle was, and actually didn't he fight Seth for the title for the title? I thought he did. I don't, I don't know. If he did, remember. it was for the title, and, and we're talking about title runs here, not a not right. a title match, right? And and I, I would I would put Edge into. He didn't go to TNA territory. He didn't do a bunch of things to damage his brand territory. Where I feel like Kurt Angle kind of did. I wholeheartedly disagree yeah, I mean, that Kurt Angle damaged his brand by going to TNA. If, yeah. I mean, if you want to say he no, did, no, 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 no. Keep in mind, this isn't me saying this. I'm saying this is what I think they think. Uh, I don't think they thought if if he did if they thought he damaged his brand it was with the DUIs and everything. Yeah, and I don't think okay, they but like in a million that. different ways. I'm just saying he was doing indie shows. But in he Maryland, was still infinitely. And Edge wasn't. But he was still more infinitely more relevant from a pop culture, you know, standpoint than Edge. 
And here's, so what, here's what it comes down to to me is that these guys who are getting these short, you know, we're talking about The Rock, we're talking about Goldberg. Not only are they relevant, which you know, we yes, they're far more relevant, but they did that for a big. Re- they did it because they had a match in mind and they needed to put the belts on them to get that match. And right now, there isn't like that's the whole argument AJ, I was making is they could have, they could. I'm not saying they do. AJ is I'm not saying, that match. AJ is not that match. I'm, it was just an example I threw out. I'm just saying What's they the, could have but, a match in mind that they pushed the title on because they they see short this of match edge short of Edge Cena there isn't that match that match doesn't exist. Edge Brock Cena would Lesnar. be the only one, but they don't need to put the belt on Edge to have Brock Edge. But they could have the him beat Brock for the title. And again, that's and if that's the case, yes. But I'm talking about putting the belt on Edge for that. So in, in the example, no, 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 no. I'm not saying they would put it on him for the match. I'm saying the match, he would win it in whatever the match is. So AJ would be the champion or whoever the fuck it is. I'm not like, don't focus on the, the, the exact example. I'm throwing out random examples to say, I think they're going to do this, this con- construct with him in some way who the opponent is. I don't know who, but I, I, I don't think you pay a bunch of money to someone for four matches for them not to be in the main event. You did with Kurt Angle. Like, as as Glenn said, you just did it with Kurt Angle. No, he didn't. He was on Raw every week. He wasn't in four matches a year. Well, he was in four matches a year. He was on Raw every week, but he did not wrestle. Yeah, that's true. And by by the way, Baron Corbin every week. But at the end, at the very end, they did something like that. That But I'm saying he he was an on screen character for the most part. And by the way, the word word from this, this contract is that Edge is contracted to do 25 appearances. So that's a lot of. You know, well, that feels like more of the Kurt Angle thing. Then I didn't know that part. That like that, I, again, I it's, just you said four matches. That's all. Well, I that's all it is. It's that's matches. He's a contracted to do twenty five appearances. Now that again, like there's two ways of looking at that. That seems like an awkward number for a guy that's only going to be wrestling so many times. But you know, in fairness, um, there's plenty of different ways you can go about using him. And during the course, I guess what it does is when you're in the build up to whatever the four or five matches are, you're going to be guaranteed to have him around for the month, month and a half leading up to him. So, you know, those are clearly good things for WWE in the process. I, I'm, Brandon, I'm not telling you that you're wrong, because, again, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. It's just so bad, I'd like to hope that it's not what they're going to do. It's such a bad idea. It, I'm not saying it's bad or good. I just think that's what they're going to do. But I'm going to say it's there's not There's not the obvious reason for them to do it, is where I'm at right well, and, and again, There was an obvious reason to put it on Goldberg. Well, there was an obvious reason to put it on The Rock. Right, there was and, even an obvious reason to put it on Triple H. There's not the obvious reason. What I'm gonna, what I'm gonna, you think the obvious reason is just to inject somebody that ha- that is more over into the title picture in their minds? Again, I, I, I just assume I'm saying that every time I say something about this, I'm talking about what I think they think. I'm not talking about what I think. I don't I think, think they, they think, think that, that WWE. The, the I think they sale. think that elevates the main event having him in that. But, part then, of the but car. then why wouldn't they just permanently have Roman Reigns in the title picture? Or Brock. Because he doesn't like, elevate the card. He's not over. They're trying to push him over. He's not already over. I mean, That's you, the whole problem. I, you, we're, we're, we're doing a funny thing with the word over. Like He's not over in that he's like a beloved face, but Roman Reigns is, makes shows more relevant when he's there. There is well, a rating. Right, but it's not the same thing as saying someone from 10 years ago that has, that's been in the business for way longer is in the fabric of it versus it, someone that they just tried to make. And this the whole reason they're bringing back people like Edge is because the Roman Reigns thing isn't developed the way they wanted it to, right? Do you do and, you think they think there's a problem with the title picture right now? 
I think they think they don't have enough main eventers. I mean, they like if, if they think they there's a problem with the title picture. Why is Brock held the title? Picture? That's why because there's a problem with the but, with the. Well, that's no, why I, he I, has I, the title. But, is but, exactly but, the reason. But you know, it's the flip side. We're, we're doing a chicken <laughs> and the egg bit. What what somebody would say is if there's a problem, the problem has been created by Brock. Like. There, there isn't a problem. You have plenty of people who should but be in the table. Could say, but somebody could say they think he's the only one worthy of holding it, and that's why he's had it for so long. Or the, so then why would they take it off of him to try to make the guys? But the, making Edge the champion isn't going to make a guy. <laughs> like, I'm not saying that. I'm just we're we're off onto a different argument here. Where you, I, but I'm I, I, I just, if, if they if they're they throwing guys that, at the main we, event because they don't think they have enough huge relevant over talent to fill out. They think everybody's a mid-carder. That's the way they treat everyone. Aside from like four or five people, they treat every single guy on the roster like a mid-carder. Yes. And they 50, I don't disagree with them. Right, but, but again, that and goes back to the chicken and the egg thing, which is my answer is they're doing that because they fucked up in making top carters by putting the fucking belt on Brock Lesnar. They've fucked themselves. And the problem only gets worse if you think the answer is somehow now put it on edge. Like it, you're taking something that's no, a big it's a issue. Band-aid. It's like it's, okay, it's not even a band aid. It, you know, it and further so makes you're, you're taking the let's, belt let's off of Brock Lesnar. I, I want to play this out. Let's let's assume that they think that way. What is their thinking once they put the title on Edge? What's the next step from there? They could make a heel by the heel beating him for the title, or they so, could turn Edge heel and make the face by the face beating him. Why? But why is Edge in there? Like. If the idea is Brock is right, Brock is good. Bro- where the title picture is fine right now because of Brock. Who and says we can, that? We c- well, that's they're not taking it off of him. WWE thinks that. Yeah. No, I'm, not saying, I'm saying that. I'm saying they think they have a problem with the title picture, and that's why Brock continues to hold the title because they don't know. Then what why to do wouldn't it. they have someone <laughs> beat Brock? Yeah, they tried that. It didn't work. They tried with one person or two people, I guess. Yeah, Real. that's what I'm saying. I think that they've done this a couple times, and they're like, "So why would it help? Working. So why would Edge help? Right? If if, I, I if it doesn't it work, prolongs because it's a procrastination effort. They continue to, to to kick the can down the hallway to say, "Okay, we've got these big talents right. that so, are in the main so event again, until we can figure this shit out." You no, know, it, it, it goes back to it, it goes back to where I started with this. It's just a bad idea. That's all it is. It's just that they're going to have I, a bad I don't idea. I disagree with you. I'm just like, saying I think they're typically kick the can down the hallway booking. And I think that is what this is. I think you got a guy for four matches a year with however many appearances that you're probably paying a bunch of money that came out of retirement nine years from for nine years. Nobody thought this guy was going to wrestle. They think that elevates him to like Daniel Bryan status or whatever. And they think that they can kick the can down the hallway with the title for a little bit. Hey, maybe the Brock doesn't have to have it for 562 days. Maybe. We can give it to this guy for a little while, and then we can figure out how to put someone over. I, yeah. I really I mean, think that that's it's, part of. The- but that's, I mean, it's it's awful. Like this is the problem. That's <laughs> that's that's such a everything about that is so insane that like yeah sure like could it happen? Of course it could happen because they this has been so insane. I, so I why wouldn't I'm wrong they do about all of that? By the way, I don't want that stuff to happen. I'm, I'm, I just uh, man, feel, I hope it feels I, like I hope uh, you're wrong yeah, about it too. But it's I guess the flip side is it doesn't make sense. Nothing about that makes any yeah. sense at all. But the the point is, they've done a lot of things that don't make sense. So, right. I mean, like, sure, are they capable of doing something else that's bad and stupid? And yes, they are one hundred percent capable. All right, let's knock out a couple other topics uh, b- before we wrap up segment number two, because you know there was a big weekend. Um, uh, Aaron, you think that Charlotte is facing Rhea Ripley? 
I think I think she's not facing. I, I definitively think she is not facing Becky, and and I thought that at the moment. I thought that especially on Monday after uh, Becky cut her promo about beating everybody and no one in this company can touch me. Whatever. I definitely think that that's still Becca Shayna. So I was Charlotte Bailey. I think is possible, but I'm I, I'm just you know you didn't. I'm trying to figure out why because I I do believe the idea was Shayna and the switch to Charlotte was late. And I think that because they thought, okay, we can still do Becky Shayna, but we can do something else with this. And the one thing I keep coming back to is Charlotte's going to do something wild here, and the wild thing would be uh, challenging Rhea. I mean, I just have no idea why you would have Charlotte win. What, what, like, the best possible thing you can do is come back and do Charlotte Becky. It's the best possible thing you can do at WrestleMania. Um, it's it's playing into what happened a year ago. It's playing up, you know, that like well, now if you want to say that you don't really want Charlotte to be a true heel and so it's an awkward spot, like the best thing you can do from here is to make it just be Charlotte and Becky and go from there. Um, it. I, By the way, if you don't want Charlotte to be a true heel, sending her to Rhea is like the worst fucking thing ever. Well, yeah. Do. I mean, like, I, right, if you're going to have her be a heel anyway, why wouldn't you have her do this with Becky? Like, this is the... Because well, it's sort of like what you were you were saying before uh, a couple weeks ago about kind of spreading it out. Like you have Charlotte, Becky, the the definitely the SmackDown doesn't matter, and then you know well the yeah, rest of the women. Hang on, in, unless you believe that Shayna, unless you believe that Shayna Baszler can elevate the the SmackDown women's division, unless well, you it, I, unless you believe. So you're that. gonna you're gonna have Shayna as a face. Um, I think that's. I think it's possible that you could do it that way. I think that's possible. I think that Sasha definitely could. Definitely going to get that reaction when she yeah. Comes I mean, there's definitely going to be a but, massive. But there's a difference between a a, a pop and you know having someone be wrestle as a face, act as a face, etc. I, I think Shane is just a natural heel. I think Shane is a natural heel, but I think you could lean into the idea that people are going to be super fucking excited to have her there to get her as a face, working with Bailey for a little while before she becomes the natural heel we all know her to be. Um, right. And let, let, let me say this: What do you think would happen if, like, so this is the comparison I'll make to, sh- to how Shana could be a face? If like Sami Zayn and Nakamura are in the ring doing their annoying bit, and Brock Lesnar came and beat the shit out of them, would they? Would he be a face instantly? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's how you make Shayna a face. Yeah, because okay, they, but that's, that's one segment versus a very obnoxious. Yeah, what? I, I I agree with you. From there, I just there, well, there's that's, difference that's between doing something for a small it's, thing. It's easy to turn her heel because you just make her the Brock Lesnar face, where essentially she's the same character. She just tones down the like nastiness, like of kicking people in the balls, or like she, you know, that if she just comes out and beats the shit out of people, that's a face. I mean, I think we've all agreed with that yes, over the years. Yes, there, there's a possibility of a badass face there, but right. I just I don't know. Maybe you I can just, easily I, turn left, like later. Yeah, I just I just think that they're you you can I, I, I actually like I, it more I, and more as we keep talking face about it. Turn to turn heel turn. I've always been against that that temporary face turn just to turn her back heel. I've always but been you're, against but that. But you're and working I think under that it, looking long term. Right, she's a heel by display. But the, you're working under two different uh, things, and this is an interesting thing that they're going to have to deal with. They have not treated somebody uh, jumping from um, NXT to a different brand as uh, th- that is not that's not a turn to them. It's an introduction. Like in the what they have not said that your character in NXT is the same sure. that it's going sure. to be when you get to a different brand. Now again, in the past NXT wasn't on television, so it was 
there was a there was a clearer line of demarcation, right? Where they could say, hey, we could take somebody who was doing this thing on this show and we can make them whatever they want to be once they're on a different show, right? Like, we can do whatever we want with them. Anything that happened in the past is utterly irrelevant, right? It's not quite the same now that NXT is on TV. I don't know how that plays into it. And that would touch more to you, your argument, which is that you would have to make it more of a turn. I would lean more back towards the idea of what, what we you know, had said a couple times. In this specific circumstance, I don't even think you're really trying to make her a face as much as she's new and she's exciting and you hate Bailey. And so because of that, you're not even turning the character. You're just defaulting into the you hate what Bailey is right now. We're giving you this other thing that's new and fresh and you're into it. And because of that, you're going to be inclined to root for it. Her character is going to remain exactly the same. I guess, um, and then going back to that, if that's the case, if this is the idea is we're inserting an unstoppable dominant force here and we want her to chase down the evil heel, why didn't she win the Rumble? Um, that's an argument. That, that's the right. story yeah, for that's... that force. No, that's fair. I mean, I, to some extent it is. Like, I don't know that it's as, as simple as that. Um, it, yeah, I guess what I would say back is, why is it different if she does? Because then she's that unstoppable. Dot. She's doing the full chase for two months. We know where she's going. Like, I, that's the story. The story that they've set up here, you know, because because you obviously you could do Becky Charlotte. You don't need the Rumble for Becky Charlotte at all. Not even. Not slight. necessarily. No. You need the. But you had. Um, but you had separated the two of them, and it would be a way to bring them back together. That it's it's looming, right? Like you had gotten them the away way, from each other. How do we even do this right now? Do you just say that the elimination chamber, like anyone from any brand, can enter, and that's how she becomes? Because like right now, she's not even on the show. You know? Oh, that'd be a brilliant idea of how to do it. That'd be a brilliant idea is to just sure. say the elimination. I can't chamber. think of anything other than that. Frankly, I that- mean, I guess the the possibility. So it'll be interesting to see how they structure elimination chamber. We presume that there will be a number one contenders match for the SmackDown talk. Cause the fiend's not defending it in the chamber. We assume, you know, like that's how they've done this in the past. The number well, one, it's what, it's what elimination side. chamber should be moving forward, moving forward. If you yes. just want to come out of Royal rumble with a three month build to your other championship matches, elimination chamber should now be for the, the two other spots at WrestleMania. Right. Now the question is, do you have, a woman defend the title or do you have it be as a number one contender spot? There? I would, that's, I that's would, the I, like me personally, I would for eternally make elimination chamber now be about number one contendership. I would, I, I do like a, a title being, defended but we're not, we, we're all it's, smart it's enough. It's weird to have them both be the same. Yeah. Thing. But we're not changing titles at elimination chamber. We've never done it. Ray Wyatt won the title at elimination. We've chamber. got one. We've got one. We've made it so clear that once the plans are in motion, the plans are in motion. Like, it's, well, I mean, that, I mean, did that, the women's title change hands as well? Well, they didn't treat the women's title the same way in the past. So, yes, that's probably true. That's probably true that they did that. But they have not they have not put the women's title on the pedestal that they've been trying to put it on of late. Um, but I, I, like, I'm just so, I'm so used to at this point, the, this, the, the things are in place by Royal Rumble weekend. Why keep pretending like you're doing anything other than you're doing? And part of what we love, the two, our two favorite pay-per-views of the year or about establishing number one contenders, right? Like, with Money in the Bank, it's completely different because it's a number one contender at any time. 
Royal Rumble is about establishing the number one contender for WrestleMania. We love that stake being there because we know we're going to get something. We're going to get something we didn't have before, whereas when we watch other pay-per-views, we know that like nothing could happen. There could be no titles changed, that everything we expect could just be the status quo. By creating a scenario where moving forward, Elimination Chamber is always about establishing the other number one contenders, you're guaranteed to have something of relevance happen that makes people have to tune into that pay-per-view. Yeah, I mean, I'm not against. I honestly, I would. I like it. I, I honestly, especially this year, I like it when it's in place. I don't think you necessarily have to establish that permanently because I also think that I do. The only thing I would say about that is I wonder if that would slightly devalue the Rumble if it's just like, oh, this is a chance to punch your ticket to WrestleMania. But oh yeah, you also have this stop. You know, you always 100 percent of the time have. This yeah, here's other the stop. consolation bracket yeah. or whatever. That would be my one. Well, there's two different championships. I mean, there's three different championships. Like, I, I, I don't understand that at all. Like Royal Rumble is always going to be Royal Rumble. You get your choice of what championship you want to go after, and it's 30 people I, I, in I a like ring. The idea of, of keeping it keep basically. I don't like the idea of saying, "All right, this is going to be it every time." I want that. I want that option to, if it makes sense. Let's get a title match in there. I mean, or let's I, not have a number one I, contender I, match or I, whatever. I guess I just don't. I, man, the idea of it well, being you know what this this just this just goes back to the problem of them telling you that they have to do this match every time, and so what? like now that they have to do it every time, now it has to like we've <laughs> been trained to think that this should be for something. Well, yeah, the, 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 the should be our number one contender or belt. Like, there's no yeah. other. You know what they, they they try to do the tag teams the one year. Or something like yeah, they did. Well, the, well, that was that was the uh, it wasn't the real elimination chamber pay per view. That was like a network special, and they were just trying things out, basically. But wait a second, yeah. the, the idea that you're creating something like the elimination chamber it stinks. Like nobody cares about it. It's irrelevant. But if you tell me every year it's your last chance for right. WrestleMania, like if you tell me <laughs> this is now becoming this is it. It's now or never. You have to accomplish this. That's fucking incredible. That's amazing stakes. That's I mean like that's. You've just now taken something that was a stinky turd and made it the fifth most significant thing you do all year. But it's Fourth. always been that. It's always been for a title or for a contender. But so. it's overwhelmingly been something that we had no expectation would change. Well, overwhelmingly, last year, though, there was no women's, you know, elimination chamber. All there was. Oh, last year was the first ever. I, I want to say like, it might have been two years ago. I could be, but but until recently, like well, before, it was always it it's, was two it's elimination come, chambers for it's the come longest with, time. It's come with the one rise of the, the women's title, one right. It's, the it's come with you the know, rise of the women's guys, title. You guys, I have a feeling about this. I think the I think it's going to be. I think there's going to be two of them, and I think one of them is going to be for the women's tag belts. Oh, and Jesus, I think well because they don't have gonna, six women's tag teams. I know, but I, I just feel like I feel like because of all the things we're saying, somebody in the room said, well, this should be for the U.S. title or something. <laughs> like, we're going to get some weird thing like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, we probably... Of, and Glenn's right. It, it's a way better match if the stakes are high. It's just, I, I understand Aaron's point that, like, the Rumble is supposed to be that big one chance, but I don't think it devalues it doesn't, the Rumble. It doesn't change it at all. It's your first chance and your last chance. I would rather have my first chance than my last chance. I don't know how this is hard. By the way, you just brought up the U.S. title and with the Andrade thing. Oh, my God. Chamber for the U.S. title wouldn't be the worst idea. If that Uh, dude wasn't dating Charlotte, he would not have the U.S. title. Wait a second, but Andrade will be back by then. 
Correct. When is el- I don't, when is elimination chamber? I don't even know what elimination chamber is. Uh, I guess I got to pull up the date for it. Well, but... he's, if he's suspended for thirty days, he's definitely not going to be back by then. Well, elimination chamber. More, like, I, I think I it is. Like don't know when it is. No, yeah. something's in February. No, I know. Oh, Saudi Arabia. March eighth is elimination chamber. He's back. Oh, by then. yeah. I, I was wondering if Saudi Arabia, like, if they had canceled. When is the Saudi Arabia? Paper. That's like the last weekend. Uh, yeah. It's late yeah. February. So it's like two weeks before elimination chamber. Essentially, yes. yes. Essentially, yes. correct. Or like um, a week, a week and a half, or something. No, I still yes. not. I'm still not telling you it's a terror. Like if that's what you're gonna do, you just do it. You can do it. Like th- you can do that. It's fine. It's not as good as the other thing, but it's fine. Right. There's nothing wrong with it. The best thing you can do. I'm just talking about this year in particular. You're you're throwing in, you know. AJ and Ray and Andrade and Umberto or whatever. Yeah, like, I'm not that saying that's a, like a I'm not saying that's a bad. Yeah. It's not bad. It sure as shit ain't bad. But well, Ricochet will definitely be in it. Right. Yeah, but like, it's, that, that just sounds fun to me. It's better that you have a WrestleMania champion, a WrestleMania sure. main event spot still at stake. Why wouldn't you put that yeah. in an elimination chamber? I, I guess honestly, this year in particular, I kind of would wish that there wasn't a women's one. Like I know you have to. But, like, just the way that things are stacking up right now, I think the most compelling thing you could do would be a number one contender and a U.S. title if you're doing it twice. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I would have to think that through a little bit more. All right, let, or, let's... or what about or what about tag team where you have New Day and Usos and Miz and Morrison? And, the know... tag team was a disaster because there were just too many people in there. I thought it ended up being pretty good, though. It was... It's a, it's a lot. It's a lot. Comically chaotic. Yeah, is what it was. I'm not. Look, Got I'm it. not saying they could never try it again. It's a lot. It's a lot to try to make work. And I'm. I, I didn't hate it myself, but it. It's tough. It's tough. All right. It, um, it was a chaotic mess, but an entertaining chaotic mess. Uh, what? Uh, give me uh, each of you. Let's go around the table. Thoughts until we run out or until Aaron's. Uh, we we got a break again. Um, yeah, I got a little bit of time here. So. All right. Can right, we but, talk about? Can we talk about the um, the mess with the the Glenn's favorite feud on the show. I mean, that now that Samoa Joe's injured, I mean, it was bad. It's gone from bad to worse. I, like, there's just no saving this. This is. It, Where do you go with this? Do you, I, well, I, it depends on how we don't. Do we know the extent with Samoa Joe yet? No. I, mean, I don't think we like, it's so, a, concu- a, concu- a concussion is what I was Right, saying. and so in their world, like as long as he's back by WrestleMania, you can keep this turd afloat until WrestleMania. Well, and, like, and for all we know, he could be cleared in two weeks. Correct. Now, that being said, you still have... Like, it, it's going to... There's no world in which this isn't going to suck. You know, like, I mean that with all due respect. There's no world in which this isn't going to be disappointing. It's going to be disappointing. Like, is the, is the whole point of this feud just to point out every wrestling trope? Because, like... They did the thing again where they're like, oh, we're not going to fall for this thing where the guys are on the screen and you re- actually pre-recorded it. Like, is, like, next week, is it going to be like, oh, we're not going to fall for this contract signing bit? You know, like... Of course. It's just awful at every level. It's so fucking awful. <laughs> it's so bad. And it ties into, you know, how much they... And you know what makes it even worse than it is? Is who... Like, the people that are in this are all, like... Really good, relevant yep. guy. That's the only yep. saving grace. Is is like if it wasn't. Could you imagine if they were doing this with other people who weren't as good at their jobs as these guys are? It would be a contender for the worst storyline in years. Horrible. But it's because so they horrible. are so good, it's at least yeah, it's, yeah it's, uh, you're 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 painting with an awfully broad brush there, man. I I'm not <laughs> willing to give you that. Um, it's bad. I, again, I I keep trying to figure out somehow. 
that I could walk out of it and say, all right, I'm not going to be furious when we get to that point of the card at WrestleMania, and I am really struggling with how we, how we could possibly get there. Um, like, like, let's say it's the, all the guys that we currently have, right? Like, your, your favorite addition to this equation, the Viking Raiders. But the, like, the, you can't. It's impossible for that to be the answer. <laughs> but let's, say, let's, let's say it is. Is there any way you can have Seth's team lose this match? No, Lord, no, you like, can't have that happen. That's like, for sure you, you can't ruin, have that. Like, okay, it's bad, but you ruin every little thing you did if Seth Rollins and his group lose to this fucking mishmash of guys that you don't give a shit about. And I'm saying them. I love all four of those guys, particularly Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe. Of course. Main event talents. But, like, you can't have them lose to this. It, no, no 100% you can't do that. But it's like that's part of what makes it awful. The second part is not only are you going to do that, but somehow you've got to draw it out for two months. Somehow you have to keep this bullshit going through two more pay-per-views before we even get to WrestleMania. This is oh my God! I didn't even think about that. It's horrendous. Yes. I'm not convinced that we're going to WrestleMania with it because it's so insane to go to WrestleMania with it. I mean, like, how do you not? Yeah, end it. Like, I honestly, I was kind of hoping that Monday was like, all right, they're just gonna lose and push them away. Again, the only way that that possibly works is if you're ending it to spin. You know uh, the the cult in the face. You know undisputed era, and you're spinning Joe and Kevin Owens to have a match against each other. Now, if that was what I'm, you against, were, I'm not, yeah, I'm not against that. Oh, it's it's so much better than what we're talking about. It's insane. Um, but by the way, they have a faction. They have a faction that should face this faction, and they're they're just not smart enough to fucking do it. And 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 they're wasting this other faction. Dude, if this was them versus. Nakamura, Sami Zayn, Cesaro, like, and Kevin Owens, then you've got a real fucking thing. You know what I mean? It's but, better. Like, they're too dumb, and they throw them in the mid-card and don't give a shit about those guys. And, and, like, it's just like, oh, those, yeah. those guys are just going to rot on SmackDown. Like, to the, fact, yeah, to the yeah, point yeah. that you have to throw the Viking would, Raiders into this thing, it makes no sense whatsoever. It would be so stupid easy, too. Like, you could turn, like, there's nothing inherently heel about Sammy Nakamura and Cesaro that you wouldn't fix in two weeks in WWE land that all you have to do, Kevin Owens, I need help. I need to go to my best friend. Boom. All do the, of a sudden, yeah, do the have, Tampa Gargano thing. Exactly. But you also, you guys, the four most beloved guys we've been waiting for them to push. Yeah. The problem, the problem is only Sammy has a manager's license. So he's the only one that would be able to go <laughs> over. It's just very unfortunate. <laughs> because uh, bo- both shows can't be on WrestleMania yeah. together because. Right. There's only one know, time, only one time all year where it's just the way it works, man. Man, I'm so sorry to tell you that. It's, there's only Guys, one time. Does does anyone have? Uh, can you trigger like the Undertaker um, sound? Like the the. Do you have a? Can you play the uh, like why? The dong? Um, I don't know yeah. if I. I'll do something. I'll do my best. I don't know. <laughs> so listen, gong. <laughs> Thank you. That was brilliant. So so that gong that you just heard <laughs> signifies the horrible death of the Rusev Bobby Lashley. Well, I mean, we've been on this for the last Morgan, couple of weeks. Oh, no. That, they that have didn't officially... die a while ago? <laughs> oh, no. But oh, you didn't hear I it. Mean, I tried. I did my best. They did a match with Liv Morgan and Lana for no reason, and there's no Rusev or Bobby Lashley on TV at all. Like, what 
was that? It's Brandon. It's well, I, as as I'm, we said, there was nowhere to go after that last match. They literally they can't have any more Rusev Bobby Lashley because that become that makes Rusev the heel. I remain convinced of what I said initially that I'm I am convinced that they did not like the reaction to when they introduced the lesbian part of this. Oh, and clearly. so they I, th- I think failed. that was never more apparent than ever than on Raw, whenever they couldn't talk about why Lana and Liv Morgan yep. were fighting yep. the whole time. Yep. I mean, that's I, I sat there watching that, and I was like, Glenn, you nailed this because I, they just, they it's panicked. so bizarre how vanilla the commentary was for that. I mean, they showed, like, what happened, but then they didn't talk about it at all. Yep. Like, they and didn't no one come is. out and saying that and everything. That, that was the one surprising. I was actually surprised that they showed that. I, I mean, just show her interrupting it. Right. Yeah. I mean, like they did include that, that possibility. I'm just still, I'm, I remain convinced that they are panicked that like in their heart of hearts, they still want to try to go somewhere with this because they still liked all the clicks they got out of it, but they don't know how to pick the pieces back up from what, what they did. did. I, I, I'm just convinced. And, and that Bob, Bobby Lashley and Rusev were in such a heated exchange at Royal Rumble that they got kicked out of the Royal Rumble and they were so mad at each other that they didn't come to Raw on Monday right. to fight each other. And and despite the fact that we have cameras literally everywhere, we couldn't have gotten that on camera. Like I mean, yeah, why wouldn't they show that? Like, let's, just, by the way, by the way, right now again in in the kayfabe world they've presented, I'm convinced that Rusev jumped Bobby Lashley from behind, and that's how that fight started because that's the most logical thing the way this feud is. Right oh, no now. doubt, no doubt, no doubt. All right, uh, quickly, anything else that we need to cover? Um. MVP is back, I guess. Great. Anything you want to say? Do you have anything at all you want to say about it? Not really. Neither do I. So there we go. I got <laughs> about what? MVP. Okay. Oh, that was, there, that was the best six one nine I've ever seen. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, um, uh, do do we? Was there anything else in the Rumble specifically? Like, I'm the one thing I'm curious about. Do they do Keith Lee versus Braun Strowman? Um. I'm not opposed to it. I, I, I think they clearly told you that Keith Lee is staying in NXT. Yeah, I mean, he, I, he can, but that doesn't mean he can't pop up for a WrestleMania appearance. Like Sami Zayn was technically in NXT title he, the night before. He can do both. We've seen it before. I mean, Sami Zayn. Oh literally, no, you guys! What show is Braun Strowman on? Help me out. He's on SmackDown. Oh, okay, good. Never mind. I was gonna say I'm afraid that's gonna be the replacement for Samoa Joe and that. Oh God! Oh God! So Again, true. possible, yeah. but. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I, I I need to see the, the Keith Lee thing flesh out for a little while. I do think like we still. Oh wait, yeah, and and there's something going on with Braun in the undisputed era, right? Or Braun and uh, Shinsuke. Yeah, well, there's that, but I'm I'm hoping they don't drag that out like for the, two like and a half Lee, months. Keith Lee Braun doesn't really make a lot of sense, but like unless you're just you're fully committed to the bit now, where Braun is just the big show, and you're just gonna flip him, you know, whenever well, you feel that, like that's, flipping that's him. That's kind of what I yeah, that's what I. Think I mean, is like, here. like if that's the case, then... don't, don't don't forget what he did last year. No, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> oh, good lord, I know. I, like, it's better than that, that, frankly. You're right. It's no, better it's that. better than that, but I think we know how, what Braun is right now. Um. Okay, but at least, well, but hang on, he was like, still like he was still a face when he did that. Like, I mean, he, he, I mean, he was. Yeah. He do, wait, remind but, me, what did he do again? They made the SNL he, hosts the heels. The, the SNL thing. Oh yeah. God. Yeah. Oh God. Like they made them right, the heels. Yeah. Look, I. No, 
Could they do I'm it? Of saying, course like, they could do it. They're looking for showcase matches. But I don't think it's smart for Keith Lee. I don't think that makes sense for okay, Keith that, Lee. That might be true. Yeah. To, that I, I mean, that, that doesn't work. That doesn't work for me at all. All right. Um, only because we're gonna. I feel I'm worried that we're gonna end up going over time because who knows how much AJ has to say. I'm gonna I'm gonna pause this. Also, I think there's a chance that we might have uh, just spoken with Brian Pillman Jr. before the segment began. So, um, well, what uh, one last thing? Time guest. Yeah, that's do we, right. Do we think that Street Profits are DOA now? I mean, I you've been saying Until, that since. Like, like, <laughs> that segment was god awful. But they're, they're all god awful, and not a good Greek course. Yes, like they they haven't done a. This has not been good. This has been the worst possible way to use them from day one. Which and, goes, and then, but then the weekend update thing was but really it's bad. all of it's bad. It's all bad. There's it's not like any of it's good, and this is worse. They're all bad. No, it, all, it was bad, but but the the weekend update thing is even worse because the jokes are even worse. And it's not funny, and it's not. But they're not even trying to make jokes when they do the other stuff. Like they're just, they're it's yeah, it's just recap. That's it. I mean, like right. it's it's nothing. There's there's nothing to it. There there is nothing there. It, it is pointless. I feel terrible for them because we I, like I think we, we all, all agree like them. they're pretty good workers. They're like, why, great. Why are they microphones right they're now. Not just pretty good workers. Like they might be one of the best teams workers. on the roster. Right. Yes. Yeah. Fact. Great workers with great charisma. Uh, R.I.P. Tag teams, man. R.I.P. And and, uh, and and please, there's no part of you guys. I, I have a very bad feeling that this weekend update thing is going to lead to them with the weekend update. Might, guys could totally could totally do that. Could absolutely happen. I I don't even want to talk about it. All right. Uh, <laughs> okay. Instead of Andre, we have a tag gauntlet, and there we go. There the weekend and, update. And also, yes, also because one hundred percent going to happen. We're we're gonna um, we're gonna run out, we're gonna run out of time. Wrestling on a boat is fucking cool as shit. That was the coolest thing. Uh, it's a shame that oh, we, yeah. we didn't get to talk about it more because it was just so fucking cool. The whole scene. And the Tony Savani gif was awesome. That was good. But the whole that. scene with Chris Jericho walking and the entire fucking cruise ship is singing the song. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just fucking well, awesome. The one thing AEW has knocked out of the park is making each show look unique. Well, like not, not, no, they have not made yeah. all of them. They've, They've had a couple. The I disagree with that entirely. They have not made each show look unique. They've made a few Just of those them. Shows. Not, each, not each show, but like, again, WWE looks every show the same, and we see some variants we, in the arena. The pay-per-views look, the some of the pay-per-views look different. Their pay-per-view yeah. looked exactly like Dynamite. They had the same set. Right, right. What I would say is that, like, the Jacksonville thing has clearly worked for them, and the boat yeah. clearly works. Um, yes. I'd be in favor of exploring other things, but again, it starts. You start risking that it just looks a little too WCW at sometimes, um, and it's a fine line between looking awesome and coming off low rent, right? Like they've got to walk that fine right. line. So I, I saw someone post that, like, like, "Sorry, go ahead." I, I was gonna say I liked it when WC. Like I never thought that was a problem with WCW, other than the stupid one in the motorcycles. That was well, stupid. But other than that, like when they went to, you know, when they had those set of tapings outside at MGM or right, whatever, right. like I always thought those were great. Well, gl- well, Glenn, I think, I mean, I don't know if this was your point. My point in that realm is that like the problem is the association with it, not that right. what WCW did no. was bad. It's, it's that just that you don't want to just bad and you right. look like WCW. Exactly That's right. You issue. don't just want to be WCW. Like, you don't just want that to be how people look at you. That's and all. I saw, like, 20 people post, hey, man, this reminds me of when WCW ran Club La Vie or whatever that place was, and I was like, oh, like, do you want... Is that what you want to look like? Like no, I'd say. And, I mean, like again, to me, it looked cool as shit. It was amazing. Yeah. It did look great. Yeah. It looked, I thought it looked great. Yeah. Um, and and I honestly, I didn't watch that era of WCW, so it wasn't like 
to me, it wasn't like, oh, this looks like WCW. Now, if they ran the Disney studio or whatever, then I would start saying that. But I, I don't think I watched WCW when they did those um, those shows with the pole underneath and all that, you know, underneath the ring and all that stuff. Um, so, yeah, I thought, I, I mean, if, if they could create something where their bit is to do like some off kilter thing, like once a month or once every three months or whatever it is, I think that could be really cool because the one thing like Aaron was saying is that raw does look exactly the same every week. And if you're not in a, pl- a place where you can do 12 pay-per-views a year and you're only going to do quarterly things, it would be cool to have this like, Oh, look, like I always go back to what was the one in the amphitheater that looked really yeah, cool. The Jacksonville that- thing. That's, I mean, it, it, it looks yeah. great. But what was it called? Fighter fest or something. And they went back yeah, there well, for dynamite. And, and they went back yes. there for dynamite. Yeah. It looks, yeah, it like looks that, awesome. Stuff like that, man, do, do that once every couple months look, or something look, I mean, and make that show matter. They, you know? People have ran minor league baseball stadiums that look stupid because they were completely empty. If you can pack a, a, a baseball stadium, right. it might look cool. It might. Yeah. I mean, we, we just said the rumble was cool. You know, that, that, str- that no oh. false count anywhere match. It wasn't a great match, but it looked cool. Right. Correct. Yeah. Correct. I, I would do stuff like that. Like, I would explore more of it. That's I would absolutely. But this it looked amazing. All right, uh, when we come back in, our main event returns to the program. AJ Francis is back to tell us all about uh, his first couple of weeks of being uh, part of WWE. Uh, I'm Glenn. He's Brandon. He's Aaron. This is Jobbing Out. Royal Farms is known for being real fresh and real fast, but we're also real Baltimore. That's because Baltimore is our home base and our home. Like purple and black, flamingos and sunglasses, or crabs and Old Bay, our subs are real Baltimore, right down to the name. We make them fresh, delicious, and to your order all day, every day, at a price that's easy to swallow. Royal Farms subs are another reason why Royal Farms is real fresh, real fast, real Baltimore. Back in here for segment number three of Jobbing Out, Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton. And boys, we got an amazing special guest joining us this week on the program. We had to go to some pretty significant lengths in order to be able to make this happen but we're talking to recent the main event. Oh shit! Vent, 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 vent. Keep going if you want, vent, man. It's your show, babe. Vent, uh, vent, yeah. vent, 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 vent. Here, here's the question, though. What do we say now after main event? Because I don't think. We can say what his normal name is. I don't. Uh, well, uh, yeah, we can. He's AJ Francis. That's who he is. Forever. Oh, I thought it was Anthony Fra- Anthony uh, Francis, or did didn't we say he was Tony Franks? All of the above is who he is. AJ is back. Yeah, you still got it. <laughs> you still got it. This was the this was the return we all were talking about this week. Yeah, the this return was we the were all talking about this week. Big wrestling return this week. AJ was, to the show. The second uh, most popular return we were talking about this week was Byron Saxton to the commentary. Right, table. that's right. <laughs> that's the case. All right, so AJ's back. Uh, obviously, you guys know that AJ is uh, officially, if you've checked his Twitter profile, a WWE superstar. Superstar. Yeah. So I guess let's start there, dude. Like, just those words. Just being able to type those words into your Twitter profile. Like, what did that mean to you to be able to say, it's real, I'm a WWE superstar? Bro, I can't lie to you, man. This has been crazy. Like, I legitimately can't believe what my life is. Like, I'm one of the last guys out of the building every day. And 
I was like that when I was in the NFL too. But like in the NFL, it was like I just had a lot of things to do. I would watch extra film. You know, I would uh, get treatment and whatnot. And I do, you know, watch extra film and do extra promos and, and get treatment and stuff. But like real rap, I just don't leave the building until late because like, they got to throw me out of there, bro. I can't believe this guy. Like, I can't believe my life is wake up, work out, get in the ring, and and cut promos. Like, that's what I get paid to do. This dude, is insane. Dude, that's no, so I, cool. you, you just said you have to watch film. I got to ask, what's the last film you watched? <laughs> um, I watch uh, Robbie Brookside, who is my teacher. in the, So, uh, oh, just uh, him. the first week, I mean, the first month that after you sign, unless you're like Mercedes Martinez, who's been right, wrestling right, for 17 right. years. Yeah. The first week after you sign, I mean, first month after you sign, you're in the like the new signee class, like the be- the beginner class, and like we're going over things that I've I've already known how to do for over a year, like drop downs and leapfrogs and headlock takeovers. Well, I, I, I read that they made people like Gargano and people like that even do that. Yeah, that's like that's usually how it is. It's like, like the you, standard, no matter what, like yeah, no matter what your like, experience. Level. So, like, even, like, Jake Atlas is in the class with me, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's been wrestling for, like, three, four years at this point, you know what I'm saying? So, it's, like, there's – I can't believe that, like, that's my gig, bro. Like, I genuinely can't believe it. Dude, it's so cool, man. Like, you get paid I can't to watch Robbie Brookside. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's why I forgot. No, no, no. It was uh, – I, I lost track because I just got it in my life again. I – uh. It's uh like no Robbie has uh there's like this video system, um that like the coaches can like send you footage and whatnot, and like <laughs> he ha- he has a video of like the top ten matches of like of guys like selling moves and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I watch all I watch all all those matches and like uh like I I make it a point to do more promos than I'm asked to do because a like shows initiative as you can imagine and b it's like super easy for me like my promos are usually like about like whatever shirt i'm wearing and i like tie it in (laughs) to like it's just like like other people have to like sit down and write promos and practice them for a week and then come and that's now i have i just need an idea and then after i have the idea i can just go off the top of my head you know what i'm saying bro like it's so crazy man because you and i we like we've all we i think we all had this conversation we were together in new york like the percentage of people that are able to reach the NFL now combine that with the percentage of people that were able to reach the WWE and WWE and now get what and, and then combine that with people the percentage of people that are six five. Right, first. right, right. So like all of the like you're in like no no offense to EC three, you are the top one percent at this point. Like And percentage of people with a master's degree. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. right? All that. Do you have like is there a way to compare this? Like do you like like when you walked in the first day versus like the first time you played college football or like the first is like a way to compare that feeling of like walking in that first day and being like, yo, this is the life that I have been trying for. Uh, honestly, I played in the NFL. I played college football. I've done, I, I've done so many things that people can't uh, like would literally die to, to be able to do. And I can honestly say that, there was no feeling like my first day at the PC, man. That's so cool. When man. I, like, like I played in thir- on Thursday night football, Thanksgiving night, prime time, made one of the best plays of the game to end up sealing the game for our team. 
And that's still nowhere near as cool as what I'm doing right wow, now. Wow, dude. Wow. God, that's cool. Oh, that's so fucking cool. Um, okay. Um, <clears throat> there was somebody we saw you uh, in a picture with over the weekend. Um, oh, uh, yeah. Uh, the COO? Uh, yeah, he's your boss now. <laughs> he's, he's, he's in charge. Um, dude, so cool, man. I mean, like, he was so cool, too. It was crazy because, like, um, so, like, we were supposed to, the week we signed, uh, we signed on a Tuesday, or we started on a Tuesday, and then the next day was NXT, obviously, and um, so, like, we were supposed to get pictures with him then, but then it ended up getting bumped because they had, like, late meetings after the show, blah, 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 blah. They were like, don't worry, next week, when you come back, we'll all take pictures, uh, you all take pictures with Triple H next Wednesday before uh, NXT. So I'm like, all right, cool, you know, I ain't tripping, as long as I get my pick, I ain't tripping, you know what I'm saying? And... So then the next week comes and I'm there early, like I'm ready. They told us the time they were like, be there by 6.30, doors open at 6.45, blah, 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 blah. And 6.45 rolls around and we still ain't take the picture. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, damn. Yeah, it, it's not real till you take right, the picture. Right. I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm like, damn, man. Like, man, like I, if I got to wait another week, I will. Obviously, like I'll wait 15 weeks if I have to to get that picture. But like, um, I was like, kind of you know i was looking all nice i was dressed up nice looking good so i was like man and the craziest part is like the guys were like all right we gotta open the doors to let people in triple h is like uh oh we gotta take the pictures and i'm like oh what a guy (laughs) right so then so then we take like a group picture and i'm like oh perfect i'm gonna post that that's gonna be good blah 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 blah. and then triple h himself is like we're not gonna take solo pictures with everybody dude and and then the guys were like, all right, yeah, if you want to. He's like, yeah, just hold the doors, blah, blah, blah. Dude. Like, <laughs> he's the coolest guy, bro. <laughs> oh, my God, man. You know, yeah, it, I, I got I to gotta ask, though, the, the way you're saying this, how hard is it not to just be marking out the whole right? time? Dude, I do mark out the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, no, like, outwardly. Like, th- like... It, I've got to, and you guys know this, I can't really disclose, right, but like, right. I've got to work with some of the, already, I've only been there two weeks, two and a half weeks, and I've got to work with some of the greatest wrestlers on the planet, bro. Like, today, I was in the locker room chopping it up with Adam Cole, bro. It's like, <laughs> like my first day there, I was in the locker room chopping it up with Gargano and Riddle, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like Keith Lee stopped in the middle of the hallway to talk to me Shut after he won the North up. American title. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's yeah. incredible. Like, like, my life ain't real right now, oh bro. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Like, okay. So, uh, this is... Because, dude, yeah, obviously, you've met a lot of like a lot of people in your life, and you've been on teams with some of the biggest stars in the history of football, right? Like, you've been around a lot of people. Yep. It, do you... When you talk to these guys... Do you do the bit where you're like, bro, you have no idea? Like, do you do you tell them anything about like being a fan? Or yes, you, dude. okay, all but right. The first thing I told Adam Cole was like, bro, I used to watch you in, in Duburn's Arena, bro. Like, wow. Like, wow. <laughs> like, like I've been a fan forever, bro. Wow, like, man. Wow. <laughs> and he was, and he was really cool, man. He was like, see, you got a genuine pat. His exact words were. You had a genuine passion for this, and those are the guys that are usually really successful. And that was like my heart melting. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you just this is so crazy, man. I don't like 
That's all I can say is like like I'm I'm happy for you. Like obviously we hate you most of the time. <laughs> yes. I like it. and and when you send us some of these you know these messages about the things that you're doing, we hate you even more. But at the same time, it's like I'm so fucking proud of what you're doing and I'm so happy for you. The fact that like you know we we sort of like we we kind of danced around it the last couple weeks before, you know, it was official and you know, we kind of talked in in vague terms about what was going on, and it was so real. One of the things that you told us off the air, you were like, "Dude, this, like, it it worked exactly the way that I thought it was going to work. Like, it went yeah. exactly to plan." Well, and like I planned this out. So, to those that don't know, um, when I was still, I got released from the Giants in September twenty nine uh, eighteen. And I was still training to get back in the NFL up until the last week of October when I was at the uh, Sausage Castle when they had an episode of SCW. And this was before I was Sugar Bear. Obviously, this is where I debuted the character Sugar Bear at the Halloween party in 2018. And I do the match, and it's a, it's a, it's a main event. It's a battle royal that I end up winning. And I go in the back. And a bunch of guys who I've worked with, who I've worked with more since, they were like, "Yo, so how long you been working?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, it was my first match." Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, "Oh, it was your first match uh, with this company, with this, uh, uh, with this." I was like, like "No, nah, like this my... weekend or whatever." Was like, yeah, I was like, "No, nah, it's my first match." They're like, "Oh, wow, bro, that's really good for your first match. Where you been training at?" I was like, "Brian, I was like, I ain't never trained." They're like, "Wait." That was your first match and you ain't never trained? I was like, nah, bro. I've been a wrestling fan for like almost 30 years. Like, and I'm like incredibly athletic. Like, I know how this is supposed to look. And they were like, dude, you got to get into wrestling school ASAP. And that was when I first was like, wow, maybe I should really be doing this wrestling. Maybe I should give up on football. Like, I've already done more in football than 99.999% no right. of people on earth can ever say they did. You know what I'm saying? I was like, Maybe I should try this out. Dude, I went and started training at 3D in November, like two weeks later in November. And here's the crazy part. Y'all remember, I got hurt in December. I tore oh, my back. That's right. I, yeah. And I remember, right. I remember, we had, remember we had Billy on, and we were talking to Billy then, and he was like, bro, but what about your hoof? Like, I, you know, like, I remember there being this, like, feeling of, like, how much is this going to, like, fuck things up at this point? And, and I took a month off because it was a three-week injury, and I took a month off. And I came back and I was real ginger on it the first two months back. And then right, literally like it was February when I started to feel better on my knee. And then I go to my, my buddy, Justin Leslie, who is responsible, is more responsible for me being at WWE than anybody else on the planet. What about that um, little kid? Wasn't there a little kid at one point who helped you out? When? There, I, what was the story about the people you met, like the neighbor or something like that? Am I the oh, only one who remembers oh, this? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, they were, they were. They ended up like it really didn't have like they knew Matt Bloom, but it, I didn't get connected to Matt Bloom through them. Yeah, like um, like he, I guess he probably found out who I was, but you know what I'm saying. But um, like uh, Justin gets me. Uh, we we he's like my very good friend. He runs the social media for NXT, and uh, he's like, "Yo, I got an extra ticket to the uh the the secret NXT screening." of the page movie you want to come and you know what i'm saying i don't know who's going to be there at all i'm just like 
Yeah, sure. You know, go I see the Page movie, right? Yeah, right. Free movie, you know, it was free drinks and snacks and stuff. I was like, yeah, I'm in. You know what I'm saying? And um, everybody was there. Ricochet was there. The Street Profits were there. Like, everybody was there for the most part. Um, that was still on NXT at the time. And now none of them are on NXT, so it's even crazy. And um, so, like, I'm there, and Matt Bloom walks in. And Justin's like, yo, you should go introduce yourself to Matt. Tell him who you are. Tell him you've been training. Blah, 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 blah. So I'm like, all right, cool. I go up to talk to Matt Bloom. We talk for maybe two, three minutes. He's like, send me an email tomorrow. I was like, all right, no problem. Now, at this time, Justin had already talked to Canyon about getting me a tryout in July. Um, and so this is February. I email uh, uh, Coach Bloom the next day. And 15 minutes later, he writes me an email back. All right, cool. Your, your tryout's in April. Like, uh, <laughs> all right. 15 minutes. <laughs> Right, right. So, so then I go to the trial in April. I kill it, and I leave the trial. And I told y'all this too. Yeah, yeah, you did. I, I, I left the trial like, yo, if they if they sign anybody at that trial, if they sign one person from that trial, they're signing me. Like, I, it, they don't have to. They might if they if they don't sign me, they ain't signing nobody. You know what I'm saying? Like, I killed that trial for real, and um, so much so that I had to leave a day early. I didn't even get to go to the third day. And Coach Bloom was like, "Don't worry about it." You more than showed up for yourself. We will be in touch. Was, wow. was his exact words. Wow. So I was feeling good about it. Wait, and you then, fucking and, left a day early? And I left a day early. Exactly. So that, that, that wait, that kind of blows my mind a little bit. Because <laughs> right? you, like, you well, hear he about had, all the kind of like he had to film a Doritos commercial. Places, like whether it's at, at the professional athlete level about like effort and try, you know, like yeah. all those things well, that don't a, matter, a, but a, people do a, to a prove a point. It was yeah. a family situation, so they were cool with it. Oh, good. But like, but like, yeah, I left a day early, and Coach Bloom was like, "Don't worry about it, man. You, you more <laughs> Amazing. for yourself. We'll, we, you'll, uh, you'll, we'll, you'll be hearing from us." And then it really tripped me up because I didn't hear from them for two months. I didn't hear from anybody from WWE for two months, and everybody's like, "Yo, how was the trial?" And I'm like, "Yo, I killed it." You're like, they're like, "What they say to you?" I was like, "I don't know." <laughs> you know what I'm so, so. So then two months go by, and then I get a random email. It's like, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, we're going to sign you um, in January. And this is like June. So now I got six months, and I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to spend the next six months doing every single match on the independent scene that I can just so that I have more time. I've had more time in the ring, so I'm, more, I'm still even more comfortable. in Because I was already comfortable in the ring at that point. I had already worked like five or six matches at that point. But I was like, I'm going to try to do every match that I can for the next six months and make sure that I come into WWE in January, like firing on all pistons. You know what I'm saying? So then I spend the next six months doing exactly that. And I did some crazy matches. I probably should have yeah, did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, we, we, we did talked a, about a, that a couple TL, weeks ago. I did a ago. TLC match. Where I jumped, I took, I did my finisher off the apron through tables, and then immediately followed that up, taking an elbow drop from a twenty-two foot ladder. Like I did a chairs match where I but my head got busted open and I'm bleeding all over the place. I did, uh, I did, you know, multiple matches where I did an over the top rope dive into a crowd of people that barely caught me. You know what I'm saying? So like, I was just trying to, I was really just getting my indie kicks out, man. I've been a wrestling fan for so long, like. The first indie show I actually ever went to, true story, was Ring of Honor with uh, with uh, Aaron in 2011, yeah. and um, uh, it was like crazy 
I was like, man, I got, I just got to get, I just got to do all these things on the indie so that like when I get, to, you know how it is, and it's still low key like that. Now, it, now that I'm at WWE, where people are like, oh, well, he's an NFL player. What oh, is he? Yeah. Never, yeah. You know what I'm saying they don't know that I've been on the indies for over a year. You know what I'm saying they have no idea about that. Um, and like, I go out of my, I went out of my way to like try to make my mark on the independent scene, which I absolutely did. I went viral like three times, and like. And then I had the opportunity to come to WWE in January, and it was a year of work that I had put in and planned out, and it happened to a T. And it's crazy the fact that I literally work at WWE now. It's so, dude, it's so cool. Yes. It's so cool, man. It's so goddamn cool. I, I, like, so, like, I feel like there's got to be a point of, like, you do all this work, you get to this point, and now it's like the hurry up and wait bit, right? Like... So you do all this work now, you can so you can go do more work, right? Like that's yeah. just the way this goes. Like, yep. you know, and it's even crazier too to me because like, if they'd have told me in June, all right, you're starting next week, I'd have been like, all right, see you then. You know, yeah, <laughs> like, sure, of course, right, right. So right. I, 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 even though I did all that work on the independent scene and I loved it, and I even went back to 3D and trained for a little bit during that time, it was like, I would have, like, I would have much rather just already been here for six months. You know what I'm saying? No, I but you. like. You know, well, I, no kidding. You know, I'm, I'm here, obviously. But like now that I'm here every day that I go in there, I literally cannot believe it's my job. Dude. Uh, yeah. It, <laughs> I don't know what else there is to say, bro. Like I'm I, I'm, I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> and, and I keep thinking now about like what this is going to mean. You know, like we all know Dean a little bit and like we're all happy for him. But like I I'm honest to God, like worried that like you're going to do something and you're going to make me effing cry. Because of it. I'm genuine. I'm soft as shit because I got two kids now. Like, I'm worried that I'm going to see you pretty soon and I'm going to end up crying, which I never felt. I Either that or he's going to pin our truth and make you live it. And I'm going to hate you forever. And I'm literally going to. I said that on Twitter when you posted the picture where you signed. If you go over our truth, I will murder you. I mean that. <laughs> but, like, it's so different for me. Like, we watch you play football and, like, I, I was happy for you because I was happy for you. But, like, it's so much more genuine knowing how badly you've wanted this. Like, knowing how badly this has been something that you like, have... Des just, just genuinely think about the fact that, like, since I was seven years old, I told people that I was going to play in the NFL and I was going to wrestle at WWE. And 99.9% .9 of people that I told that to were like, you're insane. Right. Like, it's just not... Because it's, it's not... <laughs> the percentages say it's not practical, bro. <laughs> like, the percentages say that's not and a real... What you I did is really hard. I, 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 my whole life, what I've tried to tell people is I'm one of one. And I've been saying that for 20 plus years. And everyone everyone's always shocked when I prove it over and over. <laughs> right. Wait, wait, wait. One of one is is that your new T-shirt? That's pretty no, good. Could that's be. pretty good. I was gonna dude. say like that's, that's not bad right that's there. That's pretty good, bro. That's pretty good, man. All right, so I I guess what we say now is people are just gonna have to be patient. Like that's it. They're just gonna have to be patient. At some point, yep. we'll see you. Yeah, and, you will. I and, mean, I don't know if it's in two weeks. I don't know if it's in like two years. I don't think it'll be that long. But you know, you never know with this business. You never you know how things will go. I got to stay healthy. Obviously, that's the main thing. Um, but, like, I like the position I'm in, man, because, like I said, like, I am one of one. Like, there is nobody like me anywhere in wrestling. There's there's nobody like me. Um, and I'm, that's a blessing because, you know, my whole – the entire time that I've been, you know, training to get to this point, I knew that. 
And when I, when I would say that, people would think I was insane. And I would be like, dog, for real, like, who you know my size can move like me and talk like me? For real. Like, who? No, no. I mean, you were always right about that. You were always, and, and I want to make that very clear. I know I never doubted you one bit. Not one bit. I don't know that I realized how quickly you were going to make it happen. I don't know that I realized it was going to, just not because of you, but because of the way the business works. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just the nature of the business. Um, I, but my God, man, like, this is this is special, dude. This is really, really special seeing this play out. Um, I, in the meantime, just so everybody knows, like, I, there's things that AJ can't talk about. It's just the way it goes. Like, that's the, you, you get it. We don't want to get him fired over the stupid sure podcast. Sure is. Hell don't. Um, and, and that's, like, first of all, we would never think that you would do that because we want you to do this. This is the way we want it to be. So can we like think that like sporadically we can talk like sporadically we can check in and yeah for just, sure just... I mean I, honestly like I could probably I'm I, am I going to be able to come on the show every week probably not because my schedule is different from y'all now. right um but like most weeks that y'all can make it happen I can probably make it happen too you see all what right. I'm saying all right look we start we started with this he was the main event because he was working the Brock schedule that's why we started calling him the main <laughs> event during this podcast that is, that true. is true and he goes right back to it that I'm is right true back where I started it is true that's a hundred percent accurate is how that ended up happening uh in the meantime like people should still be following you on social media Mm -hmm. at AJ Francis 410. I don't know how long that'll be my tag cuz at some you know point how it is. yep at some once, point once I get my once I get my WWE name uh, right, wait wait can I just pause you there have you had any meetings any lists anything you don't have to tell us what it is no but. I have I haven't had any yet but I personally have a list of names that I want to go with um and when I get a chance to meet with creative um, you know how like we'll we'll bounce everything around and we'll come up with the idea. I mean, the idea that I have for my character is probably going to be the character that I have mainly because like a there's nobody else that has that kind of character. B there's nobody else that can authentically pull off that kind of character. So um, I, I'm excited because you know how I am, man. My whole life, whether it was football, wrestling, music, if you give me an opportunity, one thing I'm not gonna do is is drop the ball i know that i know that i dude i'm 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 blown away and and are, i'm like are you still going to be doing making music are you still going to be doing absolutely so you know cool. i'm still do the frank styles i'm still making music i mean low-key that's part of my character idea you know what i'm saying um mainly because like you know everybody else that's ever made music in wwe isn't like a big dude that's like, true. That's true. It's different. Like, right. Our truth. Yeah. Our truth is the biggest dude that ever made music right, for real. Right. Right. And he's not you. He's not your size. Actually, probably. Actually, probably Elias is. But he's hey, not Braun Strowman right. played the cello. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> that, you're right. That was the greatest. How dare you? Talent I've ever seen. When he broke it over uh, Elias's back. No doubt, man. No doubt. Oh, speaking of which, uh, why? What, what did Elias do to deserve to for Brock to break the? Uh, the guitar over his back the wrong way. I oh, mean, yeah. He did do it the wrong way. <laughs> I, was, I watched that. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So so we'll keep we'll keep doing this. We're going to keep doing this. AJ will be checking in. He probably won't be telling us how he feels about like that week's shows quite as much because that's just the way it goes. And he would just tell well, us. He that, still could because he likes everything. And, yeah, well, I mean, he yeah, would just, I mean, like, I don't have. Everything's like, still the greatest example, show for ever. Example, for example. Uh, 
thank God Charlotte won the <laughs> We we were together and we were joking. We were wondering Charlotte we were, and Roman wins this. Yeah. I we, don't first of all, my picks, I wish I could have did the picks with you guys. I was so wrong on so many picks. First of all, I thought Lacey Evans was gonna win, dud. I thought that uh Roman was gonna win the Royal Rumble. That was close though. I thought Ronda was gonna be the thirtieth entrant and then the Royal Rumble. Who did you think was gonna eliminate Brock Lesnar? Uh, I thought that Brock Lesnar was going to go all the way to the end and be eliminated by Roman. Wow. I thought because that in, I order, thought... in order to, I thought in order to, and especially when the way it started, I thought in order to ensure, uh, ensure that Roman, you know how I love Roman. I right. love him to death, but you heard the crowd out there. They're the yeah. worst. Right? <laughs> well, so, I don't know if these guys have heard it yet, but I thought Drew, Drew yeah, McIntyre was going to eliminate Yeah, we're Brock aware. Lesnar. You got it right. Yes, we called yes. it. Thank That's you. True. We got it. I, I, haven't, I thought, haven't bragged about this yet, yeah. so I, I want to make sure. I, I, I thought what they were going to do was, with the way the Rumble was going, I thought they were going to have Brock eliminate a bunch of people just like he did. And then when Sean Benjamin came out, I was like, oh, this is perfect. Now he has somebody that he can use as a stooge that helps him get to 30. You know what I'm saying? That's so that Ooh. so that he... Uh, is there and is able to uh, be eliminated by Roman, which would make everybody pop for Roman eliminating Brock. I also thought what they might do is have Brock go come out, start in the Rumble, and then when the bell rang, roll out the bottom and just sit at ringside until the 30th dude come out. Would have made a lot of I sense. Thought, yep. Did you, did you mark out as much as we did when Edge came out? Oh, my. I marked out so hard. I the only person I marked out more for Edge than Mercedes was Mercedes Martinez. Oh yeah, sure, that makes because sense. Because me right. and Mercedes, like ever since we found out that we were going to be in the class together, I've been really cool with Mercedes. She's so cool. She's genuinely good people's. And um, like I told her, like, dude, I've been I didn't know anything about you until the May Young Classic, and then I became your mega mark after the May Young Classic. And she like to see her get signed and then wrestle on NXT the next night, and then. And then the week after that, not be on NXT. And I'm like, oh, man, I hope that they don't shelve her. You know, so I hope they give her more opportunities, blah, 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 blah. And then she, I didn't even know. She kept it from everybody. I didn't even, I had no idea she was going to be in the Rumble. Oh, when I saw cool, her music, man. and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I immediately, like, texted her and was like, oh. I was like, I can't believe this. I'm so happy for you, blah, 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 blah. Um, but, yeah, man, it was, the Rumbles were great. Like the rumble with this rumble, rumble. She she got to hang in there a little bit too. Yes, they she did, did bro. They she got to nice, right out. Bro. It was a great look for her. Although, like, I, I, AJ, I got to tell you, you missed <laughs> it. We we, all, we actually watched it together, and there was a bit going where who was the first guy? Well, that, it was it was uh, when Eric Rowan came out. It was literally a yes. second before he gets eliminated. Like as he gets in the ring. Uh, who was it? I think it was John who was like, or yeah, it was John. Was like, oh, Eric, Ro Eric Rowan's uh, going to hang in there for a minute. Literally a second no, later. No, no, no. The gone. quote was, there's no he's way they would throw him. a big guy. Yeah. There's no way he's just going to throw him right out. Yeah. And then literally. <laughs> and then, he literally clotheslined him out of the, the ring. The next the <laughs> next guy out, Aaron. I ain't going to lie. So I was watching it at, uh, uh, here with some uh, some guys I just signed with at NXT and some some people I went to 3D with. And um and like uh, we were watching, and when Eric Rowan came out, I was like, "Okay, so this is where they start to right. build the ring That's with what big this guys." Guy was implying, so that, but... like, as he's walking down the aisle, I'm like, "Okay, this is where they fill the ring with big guys, so Brock can't keep just eliminating people." And then he eliminates Eric, and I was like, "Oh, he's actually going to be in yep. until 30. That's yep. great." <laughs> this that looked like wait so, for a minute. So then we just kept doing that. We're like, "Oh, oh Kofi. Yeah. Well, there's no way he can just oh, <laughs> there goes Kofi. Yep, yep. That's yep. the way it went." 
All right, um, dude. Uh, you know, we will be talking. We'll be talking. But I'm, I'm, I'm happy that you're back. I am even more. We're, we're all so friggin' thrilled for you, dude. We're happy that you can't come on more often. <laughs> Let's put it that way. No, 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 no. I really hope. Like, really hope like, like because your matches on the schedule. northeast. I, I think yeah. I, I think I mean, I think I mean it the way that you that I took that you meant it. I think I mean that. <laughs> no, dude. Uh, it's awesome. Of course, bro. Aaron's happy you're not on anymore. Yeah, right. <laughs> Right. Because he is the worst. barely on the worst. Well, that's true too. That's true too. That's true too. But he's also <laughs> the worst. You're never on it either. Uh, all right, all right. Yeah, not in WWE. Um, this will be how we wrap up this week. Um, we whatever we didn't get to, we didn't get to. There's plenty of time to talk about it. Uh, Aaron, quickly get your plugs in. Uh, watch the Daily Line three to seven every day on NBC Sports DC, Philly, Chicago, and San Francisco or NBC Sports Bay Area. Uh, you can also watch on NBCSports.com/bet and follow me on Twitter at the Aoster. Yep, uh, Brandon Ramshead Live. RamsheadLive.com for all of our shows. We also our parent company AG Presents has a ton of huge things that we just announced. We've got Romstein coming to FedEx Field on August 27th. Tickets went on sale for that last week. We have Justin Bieber coming to FedEx Field oh, in, yeah. I don't exactly have the date nailed down. August 27th. There you go. Oh, look at that. <laughs> August 27th. What a mark. Whoa. whoa. Tickets go on I sale just, this I week. just know that those two are back-to-back -back and some Redskins fans are getting a little concerned about ah. that because it's right before the season. Oh, right. Okay. All right. Oh, okay. That's actually per Well, we can talk offline about that. I didn't realize that. So, uh, also at Ramshead, we've had we have City in Color on May 13th and Young Blood on May 10th that we just announced. Lots of more shows being announced next week, and a lot that was just announced last week. Check us out at RamsheadLive.com or at RamsheadLive on Instagram and Twitter. At Glenn Clark Radio, GlennClarkRadio.com, at Jobbing Out Show on Twitter, as always, as well. And also, just know. Um, Brandon, that ever since you didn't book me at Ramshead, yeah, now, yeah. now the price went up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, whenever whenever you're on a, a brand that comes to Baltimore and you are your musician gimmick, you gotta pitch the uh, concert uh, segment at Ramshead. Okay, yeah, and I'm going to get paid by Ramsey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you blew that. <laughs> oh, that's so great. All right, for Aaron, for Brandon, and for... The main event. 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 You got another in you. Yeah, guy AJ Francis. I'm Glenn Clark. This has been Chopping Outs. Here we go.